So last year, the Steelers ended at 8-8, eight and eight, uh, 289 points scored, which was 27th in the NFL. Terrible for a Steelers offense. 303 points allowed, which is good for 5th in the NFL. Uh, how much do you think that has to do with the addition of Minka Fitzpatrick? Uh, honestly, I feel like he had a lot to do with our win conditions simply because of the major Troy Polamalu S plays he's making out there. Our, I mean, our defense just in general was what was really carrying the uh, team. I can't even imagine like how many games did the defense win for the team? Like they should have won that San Francisco game where Minka had like a fumble recovery and two picks. They should have beat Baltimore uh, the first time whenever Rudolph went down in overtime. They should have beat, probably should have beat Seattle whenever Ben left. Yeah with his elbow injury and, of course, ended the season for him. But that was last season. Uh, they had a rough schedule. They started in New England, losing 33-3. to they, they, We were just talking about Seattle. They fell to Seattle 28-6. to The Steelers were down by, like, 10 points late or something, and Rudolph actually brought them back within two points, but the Seahawks' defense just ended up being too much. Uh, against the Niners, that's when the Steelers had a turnover on what the first four drives or something. Mm-hmm. They or they caused a turnover, I should say. TJ Watt had an interception. Minka had one or maybe two. And then the Steelers played the Bengals twenty-seven to three. I was at that game actually. Yeah, which one did we go to? We were at the Cleveland game later yeah, on in the season. Yeah, I, whenever Hodge Mania was just starting to run wild. Yeah, that was that was a pretty high pass game because. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I was I was still pretty up on like the Browns hype train there for a little while because you know just looking at that offense they should have been you know special and then <laughs> yeah, the Browns are the Browns you know so uh, it really should be better than what they were I I think this year they'll I say this every year yeah. but I think they'll definitely be an actual competitor but I don't think anyone's taking the division from Baltimore still I mean it's it's hard to think otherwise honestly because I mean just. The the explosive offense that they have, and then, I mean, there's rumors of A.B. going to, I mean, damn near everybody, but, I mean, the Baltimore, just the thought of him getting added to that team would just be unreal. So, I mean, it's, I don't know, as, just as of right now, they're already just insane. And they haven't really had that many subtractions from their team either. We'll get into it a little bit later, but notably, Hayden Hurst, their tight end, was the only subtraction they had which eh, he was good, but that whole team just revolves around Mark Ingram, Lamar Jackson. And if you can't stop either one of those two or both of them, then you don't win. I honestly, I thought they were going to, they were just like the clear cut Super Bowl pick for the uh, AFC side. Like, I mean, honestly, the Chiefs were the next best thing, but I honestly was bought into that hype entirely. Just Mark Ingram and uh, Lamar Jackson just (laughs) running, running past everyone. I had them both on my fantasy football team, and I just benefited from that immensely. It won me some money, so uh, shout out to Mark Ingram and Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Kansas City and Baltimore back in the AFC Championship again. Well, Baltimore didn't make it this year. They got knocked out by Tennessee. The whole idea of Tennessee just going from basic obscurity, picking up uh, Tannehill, and then smashing everybody in the AFC minus, you know, what, the Chiefs? Did they lose the Chiefs? They lose the Chiefs. Kansas City, pretty much. Yeah, did they beat they beat the Patriots and the Ravens? I thought, and then who they ended up losing to? It had to be the Chiefs, almost. Yeah. So another game the Steelers probably should have won. We talked about the Ravens game in overtime, and they beat the Chargers, the Dolphins, the Colts, the Rams. That was surprising. The Rams had a down year last year, though. 
on the Browns. The Thursday night football game where Miles Garrett <laughs> bonk. The Steelers could have won that game too. 21 to 7 was the final score. That game was the first we saw of Rudolph facing there. adversity. They were down a while or down big. And if Ben played last season, I see the Steelers probably losing three, four games. I mean, that's what tops. it all comes down to. This, I, it, I mean, maybe I'm just over, oversimplifying just a little bit, but I mean, at the end of the day, losing Ben was what lost us the season. I mean, it, we're so horribly, so, I mean, I guess it's not horrible. It's pretty great to have a Super Bowl quarterback, but just when you lose a guy like Ben Roethlisberger, I mean, who are you going to have to step in other than Mason Rudolph? Which, I mean, he showed flashes of brilliance, but at the same time, like, He's just not there yet, and you know we, we just can't expect him to step in and get the job done. I and mean, we basically saw that this last season. I mean, Duck Hodge is coming in, and you know, I mean, depending on the game, doing a little bit better than he did at points. And I mean, it's just as a casual Steelers fan, it makes it kind of hard for me just to like have faith in the guy that you know got benched for a third string quarterback. So, and I know when the season ended, uh, Pro Football Focus did their rankings of quarterbacks, and the Steelers had the uh, two worst quarterbacks with Rudolph coming in second to last and Hodges coming in at last, which not ideal because no matter who you have under center, we'll say eight times out of 10, they're likely going to decide the game. I mean, Hodges, he did have some good games against Arizona. Uh, He did have a good game against the Browns, Mm -hmm. like you were talking about when we went to see them. Uh, He even had a decent game when he came in against the Ravens in that overtime game. But Rudolph, the front office and Tomlin see something in Rudolph. So I don't see why Steelers fans would doubt them. They've led this team to uh, a non-losing season for how many seasons now? Uh, I want to say 12 or so. I want to, Tomlin's first year was what, 2007, 2008, I believe, maybe mm. early? Uh, shoot, I don't, yeah, it was right after Cower, essentially, probably a couple of years or so. Um, and then the Steelers, we talked about the Colts, Rams, Browns game. They beat the Bengals 16 to 10. Uh, that was a game where Rudolph got benched at halftime. And then Hodges came out and his first pass was like a 50 plus yard touchdown. They beat the Browns. That was another good game by Hodges. Every game the Steelers won came down to limiting turnovers. Now every analyst is going to say, you know, the team that turns the ball over least, the the, the least uh, is going to so, be the team that wins. John Madden commentary there. The, the, whoever scores the most points wins. <laughs> and that was the factor for most of these games. If if Hodges or if Connor didn't play a lot, he played some games, but he didn't play all of them. Um, if Samuels, Connor, Benny Snell, he yeah, had a good season. But if they didn't turn the ball over, the Steelers won more often than Who's not, that, that kid that we just picked up? Didn't we just pick up a running back this year in the draft? Anthony McFarland yeah, out of I Maryland. I remember his name, but... Yeah, I... Uh, A lot of people are excited about that, thinking because Connor is going to be in a contract year. So they seem to think that uh, I think Samuels is going to go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Also, I do love Jalen Samuels. I'm a big fan of him because coming out, he was actually a tight end, I think. But he played tight end, fullback, running back, and he can catch the ball. So (laughs) I love the Swiss Army Knife players. Okay, where we end up? The Browns game, the Cardinals game. That was the first game that I looked at and saw Deontay Johnson, and he yeah, is going to be, be a stud. Deontay Johnson is hands down one of my favorite Steelers players to watch right now because just that punt return against Arizona alone 
just makes it seem like he has all the tools to succeed. And you think about it uh, before the season, uh, wide receivers coach Daryl Drake unfortunately passed away, but Deontay Johnson was his final diamond in the rough. I kind of want to say coming out of Toledo, oh, the Rockets, yeah. uh, he vouched for Deontay Johnson and then this is like uh, Daryl Drake's gift to the Steelers, I think, because Deontay Johnson, I absolutely think he could be the Steelers' best receiver, maybe even this upcoming year when he has an actual quarterback to throw what to. Is, uh, what's your take on Claypool? Because honestly, I think he might be a really interesting addition to what we have right now because him being able to, I mean, the, oh God, he's fast as hell by the sounds of things. And I mean, I think he could probably give Juju a lot more space in the slot where, you know, he's, he's at his best, so. Uh, it's funny you bring up Claypool because I saw a video on Twitter the other day. It was Claypool running routes with TJ Hushmanzada. And that's a name we haven't heard in a while. And I know TJ Hushmanzada is probably like what, in his late 30s at this point now, maybe even older. But he still looked very quick and Claypool looked even quicker. Like it was hard to tell which one was the already established, well, former NFL professional and which one was a rookie coming in in his first year. But Claypool just looks like he can make every cut. He, he's a little slow in the cut, but once he starts working with the professionals, the Jujus, the Deontays, uh, James Washingtons, and the coaches, the Tomlins, uh, Randy Feekner, who I'm not the biggest fan of, but... <laughs> you and a lot um, of other people. <laughs> and I think Ben will help him mold Chase Claypool into another star. The Steelers are just the team that can never... Mm, mm, Hold on, I don't have any wood to knock on here. But they never <laughs> miss on wide receivers. Let's not talk about, like, Lima Swede 10 years ago. <laughs> oh, <or> like, <laughs> I mean, James Washington has not lived up to that Steelers expectation he yet. He still has a spot, though. I, I think he could probably or potentially come into his own, you know. I think James Washington has every tool to be like a Heinz Ward light, someone that just catches every ball his way and fights for every single yard. I, I have a lot of faith in our wide receiver core. I mean, with the addition of Claypool, which I don't know, I was pretty hyped up on him when I was, you know, watching the draft and uh, seeing uh, him come out of nowhere and just them comparing him to Calvin Johnson. And that got my uh, excitement pretty, pretty high at that point. So, I mean, here in comparisons to Megatron, it's gets me a little pumped. If Chase Claypool can be even a quarter of the receiver Calvin Johnson was the Steelers have the best player in the draft hands down. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I haven't really looked into him too much, but I'm buying into that hype. I, I bought the Jersey. I'm ready. I, I mean, sitting in my closet, it's kind of gigantic. I apparently don't know Jersey sizes, but <laughs> whatever. All right. So the next game, the Steelers, uh, they beat the Cardinals 23, 17. That's a team we'll talk about in a few minutes, but I think they're going to be very good. Well, we might as well just go into it right now. I think the Cardinals have every possible tool you need to make a run. Maybe not like a deep run yet because none of them are very old or mm. experienced. Um, but I think Kyler Murray and Larry Fitzgerald are going to be a, a duo that catches the league by surprise. I mean, Larry Johnson obviously isn't what he used to be. I mean, heck, he's playing back when, you know, Troy and him were on a Madden cover together. I mean, he's been in the league for a long-ass time, but I still think he has a lot to offer. I mean, he's not the guy that he used to be, but he still ha finds ways to make himself very effective in-game. So. I'm, I'm trying to look up now. I'm pretty sure he was drafted in 
2003 let me That's unreal honestly like myself here 2004 so the longevity in like a game like football to be able to you know play that long is pretty incredible uh back to the schedule here the bills the steelers lost to them 17 to 10 in prime time at home that was another game where hodges didn't really impress he had a couple picks maybe even i think he had four picks actually yeah it was a rough game. And yeah, one touchdown, four interceptions, 202 yards. They just got ran on. Uh, Singletary put up 87 yards. Josh Allen put up 30 yards himself, which, I mean, you might not think, okay, barely 100 yards, but they ran for as many yards as they threw for in that game. The Bills did. So the Steelers should have won that game. If yeah. Hodges putting up 200 yards which, again, the Steelers were down most of the game uh, until the fourth quarter, actually. But Connor only had 42 yards. Then the next highest rusher was Kareth White with five yards. <laughs> Damn. Uh, yeah. So that's a game. Like, I mean, I don't know. Just you mentioning James Connor again, it kind of makes me, you know, really wish that... I mean, he'll be at a contract year, so maybe this year will be the year he balls out, you know, and... I'd like to see him keep playing for Pittsburgh because, you know, having a hometown guy, it's just, you know, something special. I mean, he, I guess he's, what, for, played for Erie McDowell, so I guess he's not quite hometown. But Erie McDowell, too, the University of Pittsburgh again. We just keep coming back yeah, to I it. I guess he was a pick guy, yeah. But uh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just looking forward to him, seeing him again. And, you know, that first first couple of seasons there when he was the, our guy and seeing him blow up. And I uh, another I, I play fantasy football a good bit, but I drafted him, you know, just – as out of the you know whim because that was right after Lev Bell was gone on to uh, the Jets and seeing him actually help my team immensely it was you know I just made me real hyped up on the guy so I'm hoping he has a better year I mean it sucks to see him get hurt as much as he does because I think he has a lot of potential if he can stay healthy I'll come back to James Conner in one second but you mentioned Lev Bell did you see his tweet the other day where he was mad that he was ranked the tenth uh, best running back in the league or something <laughs> like that. No, I didn't. I mean, he really didn't do anything last season. It's it's rather understandable, honestly. I mean, I can understand why. Because, you know, I mean, years previous, he was probably within the top five. So, I mean, it's, it would probably be sucky for him to see himself, you know, in the top ten. But that's coming but, I mean, from someone who didn't have a single 100-yard rushing game last year. Yeah, the Jets, I mean, just... I, the Jets aren't very good, which brings us to our next game. The Jets defeating the Steelers 16-10, to another game they probably should have won. But the Steelers' running game was atrocious. Uh, 32 yeah. yards out of Connor, 22 out of Kareth White, uh, 14 out of Benny Snell. The Jets had Lev Bell ran for 72 yards that game, but only but all, on 25 carries. So he was averaging yeah. about three yards per carry, which meh. But Darnold only threw one touchdown. Rudolph came in for Hodges that game. He threw a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing really major. That ends up the season on the Ravens game where Hodges threw for 95 yards against the Ravens, like C team, Robert yeah. Griffin and Gus Edwards and all of them. So that ends the 2019 NFL season. The Steelers finished the season eight and eight. Like I mentioned earlier, 289 points scored, 303 points allowed. Um, let's talk about this upcoming season now. Well, actually, you were talking about James Conner. So if we're talking about the upcoming season, James Conner is going to be in a contract year. Mm. He is, um, I hate to give him the label injury prone, 
but it's at hard point, to shy yeah. away from that at this point. Yeah. It just it seemed like every couple of games he was going down with something that would make him miss a game or two. And I mean, it's sucky to make him <laughs> to give him to that label, but you know, it's at this point you almost have to. It's just it's just being real. I was always surprised when Connor came out of a pile not limping, which I love James Connor. I really, really hope he succeeds. I want him to be the Steelers running back long term. I just don't see it being there because he made a Pro Bowl in his first starting season. So I want to believe his second full mm-hmm. season. Or yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Um, I think he's going to ask for too much money, especially with TJ Watt's contract. Uh, they're going to owe him at least the fifth year uh, option on his contract if they don't give him one before. Uh, Minka's going to need a contract. Cam Hayward needs an extension soon. Ben has 40 some million dollars on the books still. Yeah, it's uh worrisome. I just I read remember reading that they were talking about lowering the salary cap because of the COVID nineteen stuff, which is really alarming to think about. Because with all these guys, we need to sign, and then not gonna have the money to do it or the uh, cap space for it. So, if the NFL lowers the salary cap, uh, the Steelers are going to be screwed, and a lot of the NFL is going to be screwed also. Because yeah. like, look at the Chiefs. Mahomes is about to take up fifty, what fifty three or whatever million dollars per year. It's like twenty percent of their salary cap or something like that. I forget what the statistic was, but yeah, it's <laughs> un- unreal. Yeah, and you still have to fit in fifty-two guys in eighty percent of your contract. So I'm pretty. I'm, I think Mahomes, Pat Mahomes is worth it. No doubt, I think he's worth it. It's just they're going to have to make a lot of sacrifices on other ends of the ball just because they're just not going to have money to pay everybody. Absolutely, Mahomes has probably been the best quarterback we've seen uh next to brady in our lifetimes but it's really hard whenever you pay someone that much money and then you have to fill in around him you have to fill in your tyreek hills your Nicole hardman i believe his name is and sammy watkins already said he'd take a deal to stay with the chiefs because he wants to win but you also have guys on defense that you need to sign teron matthew and all those guys I don't see how the Chiefs do it. I don't see how the Chiefs do it unless they can put their egos aside and take less money. I mean, Mahomes certainly didn't, but he also won MVP, Super Bowl MVP. Well, here's the thing, though. I mean, if you are talking about Pat Mahomes taking that kind of money, sure, it's crazy. But uh, you got to imagine that some people are going to think about taking a little bit of a discount just because of, you know, the legacy that they can build on a Super Bowl winning team like that. So, I mean, you got to think that that a couple of players might give, you know, them a home team discount and uh, take a little bit less money to hopefully win a couple more Super Bowls because everybody's chasing that Hall of Fame, you know. And they very well could. I mean, I don't see why they wouldn't. Uh, everybody, like you just said, wants to wants to win those titles. That's what you play for. You play to win the title. But I'm afraid that with the coronavirus situation ravaging the u.s right now people are going to be afraid for their families therefore not willing to take discounts i guess and want to make as much money as possible uh speaking of the coronavirus situation before we get into this upcoming season do you see any steelers players opting out do you see any nfl players at all opting out this season because to protect themselves to protect their families something like that just due to the pandemic situation I mean, I could definitely see it. I don't think I could really name names, but it, I mean, look at Zeke. I mean, I, who knows if he's going to be ready for this season. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he's probably getting drafted in like the top five still in fantasy teams, and it's hard to really think about going anywhere close to him just because, you know, who's to say his lung capacity is going to be where it needs to be to play a game. And uh, I can completely understand. I mean, it's been happening in other sports, too. I mean, a bunch of NBA, NBA players were saying that they wanted to sit out this year. And I think it's a completely, you know, reasonable thing to 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 happen. I mean, I, I can't blame them at all. I, yeah, I don't I wouldn't blame any player for opting out right now just because of just because of the situation. I mean. In baseball, you have former MVP and World Series champion Buster Posey just announced he was going to sit out this season. Uh, A couple guys from the defending champion Nationals, they're sitting out this season. In the NBA, um, a lot of the Brooklyn Nets are sitting out. Okay, cool, I guess. Doesn't really... (laughs) They weren't making the improvised playoff anyway. I I, I doubt. But, so the only name I saw that you might see opt out. I really, really doubt it because of his character, but I was reading the other day, uh, Cam Hayward has asthma. So, (laughs) and a family and Ben has what, four kids now or something like that, but he's not sitting out. I uh, hope to God, uh, Cam Hayward, that would be a major loss. I don't see that happening either. Huge. Um, Connor, of course, former, he's cancer survivor. I don't see him opting out either, especially in a contract year. I'm trying to think any other guys really on the team. You might see like for the Pirates, some relievers opted out, some prospects opted out, mm. whatever. I don't really see many guys for the Steelers opting out. I know J.J. Watt said he hopes guys that do opt out aren't uh, vilified, I guess. No, they uh, shouldn't no. be. I mean, the fans, there's going to be a small sect of fans that's going to be very, you know... Yeah. Uh, just gonna, there's just going to be you know, those those angry old folks you see on the uh, team pages that are just calling for the heads of whomever did bad that week. That That's going to be the, the crowd that's going to be very upset about the... Uh, I mean, I guess I don't want to get too political. You know but the ones. Those are going to be the... <laughs> yeah, you know the ones. They're going to be the type of people that are going to be obviously... The, the anti-maskers are going to be the ones that uh, are going to be upset with players opting out for the Bingo. season. Bingo. So. All right, so let's just move on to the season now. We'll get right into it. Uh, we'll just talk about whatever comes up as we think about it. There's probably more. Uh, okay, so Vegas over under for the Steelers right now is nine wins. So I'm just going to run through the games real quick here. Week one. Another winning season. Yeah. Week one, you got the Giants and the Broncos, uh, Texans, Titans, Eagles, Browns, Ravens, uh, Cowboys, Bengals, Jags, Jaguars, um, the Washington to be determines, the Buffalo Bills, the Indianapolis Colts, and that finishes the season. We're going to break it down one by one, but uh, Vegas says the Steelers only win nine of those games. I think both of us have them winning significantly more than that. <laughs> that's exactly, what, that's exactly what we are, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get right into it. Uh, so... Week one, they start in prime time. I believe they're the first Sunday night game. They're at the Meadowlands. Is that what it's still called? Are they still in the Meadowlands, the New York Giants? That sounds right. I, I, who knows? Someone will correct us if they listen. Anyway, the Giants finished the season 4-12. and 12. Uh, Their points for were 341, so the Steelers were at 289. So they had a significant more amount of points for than the Steelers. But the Giants' points against was 451. Yeah. Good for third to last 
in the league. Um, gone, are, gone are the days of uh, Michael Strahan. Was one of their guys the one of the dudes that got in trouble for um, holding up that party with, with by gunpoint? No, that wasn't them, was it? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that wasn't them. DeAndre Baker. Yep, that was him. <laughs> First or um, early round draft pick last year. I don't. I, I haven't heard much of anything about that lately. Have you? Uh, no, no. There was a cover up or something like that. I some article I oh. scrolled through. I thought there were like people covering up for them or something like that. It's just. It's crazy to think that you're you're putting yourself in that situation, looking to make millions and millions of dollars in a year, and you're fussing over what like a couple thousand dollars of watches, and what what wasn't some of them fake or something? It's nuts. Uh, I believe they lost over like a hundred k or something, but what's hundred k whenever you're guaranteed ten million dollars yeah. next year? <laughs> Who cares? Like Baker would have been. Take the loss. Um. Some notable additions for the Giants. Uh, Blake Martinez is a linebacker. James Bradbury is a cornerback. Uh, cornerback, I don't know if I said that. Uh, Andrew Thomas, offensive tackle. And Xavier McKinney, that's a safety. So that's someone, Xavier McKinney, I think would be a difference maker on their back half of their defense. Their notable departures, uh, Mike Remmers is one of their offensive tackles. So Steelers at Giants, week one. Big Ben coming back off Tommy John surgery. The defense hopefully building off last year. TJ Watt being uh, a year older, a year stronger. Minka Fitzpatrick being uh, Minka Fitzpatrick. Steve Nelson, Joe Hayden holding down the corners. I don't see how the Steelers lose this game. I mean, it's Super Bowl um, caliber defense, just like last year. I mean, if we would have had you know an offense that could have put up points, I think we could have had a very good chance of contending with the Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens for you know, Super Bowl contention. But, you know, I mean, it is what it is at this point. Looking forward. I know we said this earlier, but if Ben was there, I don't see how the Steelers aren't at least knocking on the door of the AFC Championship, if not beating the Chiefs. So player to watch for for this Giants-Steelers game, I think pretty much everyone's going to think about it when they think New York Giants. I put Saquon Barkley uh, versus the Steelers front seven. Can the Steelers defensive line no longer having Javon Hargrave who was an absolute monster on the defensive line. Can they stop Saquon Barkley? Um, can they get to Daniel Jones yep. in time to, to rattle him, essentially? I'm confident. I, uh, I don't know. I'm kind of interested to see how much farther Daniel Jones will come as a quarterback. I mean, what, last year was his rookie year, and I think he's probably going to make a couple of leaps forward. Everyone roasted the Giants when they traded up for Daniel Jones, myself included. Uh, but he turned out to be, I mean, solid. They ended four and twelve, but the Giants didn't start winning games till he came in. There's something there, I think. I think so too. Yeah, and that brings me to my second point: is Daniel Jones versus the Steelers secondary? Can the corners, can the safeties catch him slipping? You know, maybe throw off, throw a little uh, trickery on the defensive end, if you will, and get some turnovers off of him and make him think twice before throwing to one of his wide receivers, which I'm not sure I can name any of them right now. Golden Tate. Easy. Okay, there we go. Good enough. <laughs> what, how All old right. is he now? Like in mid-30s? Oh, no, probably not mid-30s. I don't know. Like 30, 31? He's probably still a pretty decent threat. So, I mean, he's not something to, to just forget about, I guess, but I'm still at the same time not that worried about him. All right, so for the Giants, their win total expected for Vegas right now sits at six and a half. How do you feel about the Giants winning six and a half games when you know they have to play 
at least six games against the Cowboys, the Eagles, Riddle. and then whatever Washington names themselves. Uh, I'm not sure the Giants, they might Washington, they might be Washington. I don't see them beating Philly either time or Dallas either time. Uh, not beating Pittsburgh. Yeah, Dallas is going to be better this year, I think. I think the entire NFC East will improve minus the Redskins, uh, the the Washington whatevers. Not, not Washington that word. Whatevers. That's an interesting new name. We should look into there that. There we go. I can mm-hmm. sell that to Daniel Snyder for a billion dollars. Washington whatevers. That has a ring to it. Um, so I'm just looking at... The series record right now, the Giants actually have the lead over the Steelers 44, 30, and 2. So the Steelers have only beat the Giants 30 times. Uh, yeah, I don't think, I think both of us probably have the Giants or the Steelers winning this game. My small little mock up here. Yeah, yeah I, okay. I really just, I didn't have much other than, yeah, we're probably going to win that one. Just think about uh, Daniel Jones, though. Hey, and Saquon Barkley, he's something to. <laughs> Can their offensive line block for Saquon Barkley, or is he just going to make his own holes because he's a monster? Who is on that offensive line? I couldn't name you a single offensive lineman from that team. Andrew Thomas is the only one because that's who I wrote in the notable edition. <laughs> All right. Oh, they still have Nate Solder from the or the Patriots. Oh, okay. They might still have him. Um, so the prediction for the Giants or Vegas is over under six and a half wins. Uh, looking at their schedule, I predicted them at th- three and thirteen. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be a rough year for them. I, I might be a little. Uh, eh, maybe I'm wrong, but I think they right. they have the potential. They they have the building blocks to be a good team. It's just gonna take a little while, I think. Yeah, and that's a lot of teams you see in a league. But I think the Giants will be good about the time uh, the Eagles and Cowboys start to regress. So yeah, which I mean that's normal. It's reasonable. Okay, so one to know we have the Steelers right now. Then they come home to face the Denver Broncos. Thankfully, they don't have to go to Mile High Stadium to play them. Uh, the Broncos finished 2019 7-9. Their points for were 282, which is good for 28th. Not great. Points against 316, good for 10th. Uh, the Broncos are someone I see as very similar to the Steelers. They had Joe Flacco last year. Sucked. So they turned to their, I believe he was a rookie, Drew Locke. And then Drew Locke. they yep. started winning games some after that. Future. Yeah, I think Drew Locke is going to be a good quarterback. I don't think he's top 15 right now no not he still has a long way to go i think he I mean, there might be something there but it wouldn't surprise me either if he that they have another they have a struggle year honestly i i don't know i'm not too confident on your luck personally the thing about this i see the broncos very similar to the steelers i mean it's offenses which leave a lot to be desired compared mm. with defenses which are with the top in the league i mean any defense that has von miller on it is going to be i think i mean incredible von miller has been one of the best players in the nfl the past 10 years future hall of famer oh for sure notable additions for the denver broncos Jarrell casey a defensive end uh aj bouye is that, i forget how you say his name is it bouye or boye I, either way booyah uh, probably yeah a former cornerback from jacksonville uh, they do have Melvin Gordon now. That's interesting. interesting. How is uh, Melvin Gordon going to 
stack up with Philip Lindsay. That's another. They have two potential thousand yard rushers in their backfield. Yeah, that only hurts the fantasy bottom line. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, which one do you take? Like neither. Do they, if I'm picking. <laughs> yeah, probably. Do you then their first round pick Jerry Judy, uh, wide receiver? He yeah. is a monster. He's gonna be good. And they also got KJ Hamler from Penn State. Uh, I think Denver's offense is going to be better. I don't think they take a massive leap and become one of the best offensive in the league like they did whenever they had Peyton Manning. But I do think Denver's offense is a lot going to be a lot better. I'm not sure. The more I read up on them, the more I'm not sure the Steelers win this game. Yeah. Denver is actually a really good I, team. Uh, I have this one. I, I, I kind of thought that this first matchup would be the first one that kind of scares me. Who knows? Honestly, I, the offense is young and, uh, I think there's a lot of potential here. And yeah, between two, uh, like you said, thousand yard running backs. I uh, I don't know. I don't know. Might be a bad one. So this is week. This is week two against Denver. Okay. Looking ahead in the schedule, the Steelers don't play another non-playoff team. Uh, okay. Until week mm. six, which is against Cleveland. Then they play Baltimore and Dallas. So the Steelers have. A very difficult schedule in the early on. Seems like every year. I just like, I just want to kind of bitch to be like, well, the Steelers always got a bad year. I mean, it's it's bad, it's a bad schedule. You know, I, I just want to have an easy schedule just once. But you know, you gotta you gotta have adversity to really make a a Super Bowl team. And I think we should have difficult schedules. Yeah, that's whenever the Steelers. Every Steelers fan knows they yeah. play their best against the good teams and their worst against. Yeah, the awful teams. Uh, back to Denver, the notable departures. They did lose uh, Chris Harris Jr., the notable cornerback. And they also lost Derek Wolf, who was a uh, mm-hmm. defensive end. So I think Bud Dupree, if Bud Dupree has another breakout year, I think it starts this game because Denver's offensive line, eh, I don't think they're that good. Nah. Um, especially with drew lock under center i don't think he is going to quite have the experience yet to point out the blitzes point out the coverages uh address his offensive line the way he wants them to for this specific play i think bud dupree feasts on garrett bowles is their left tackle this year uh he had a very bad 2019 and i think this i think the steelers defensive line in general is going to feast against this offensive line and if the Steelers win this game, it's because they shut down the rushing attack. That's that's yeah, it. Yeah, the rushing attack is really their biggest threat. I, I mean, I think Drew Lock, or Drew Lock probably has you know, I, he has some room to uh to make some plays. But I think their biggest issue or the biggest uh issue for us is their run game, no doubt. Having to uh, the, I mean, Philip Lindsay and uh, Melvin Gordon run all over us. Yeah, that's that's going to be an issue. If they do shut down the rushing attack and Drew Lock beats you with his arm, okay. That's fine. Make Drew Log beat you with his arm. Yeah, make him be, yeah. And if no, you no. lose to that, yeah. then okay. Then just get better for next week. But if the, you if you can't shut down the rushing attack and the quarterback, then you're going to have a long season. Yeah, just I, it's one of those things where I, one of the, the trends, I think, for me is going to be seeing all these uh, these teams with their young quarterbacks and me started, starting to get very... Uh, 
envious of all these young quarterbacks that, you know, have a lot of potential. And I mean, I look at our Ben Roethlisberger being the Super Bowl quarterback that he is, but it's got to, it really starts to make you wonder how much longer he has in the tank. And uh, seeing all these young quarterbacks of the future makes me want one. That's, I'm already looking ahead to the 2020 NFL draft, 2021 NFL draft, excuse me. And uh, Trey Lance, we can talk about this in other podcasts also. But Trey Lance is a quarterback coming out of North Dakota State. Very much not unlike Pat Mahomes. Big arm, he can, if the play breaks down, he can run the ball. But either way, we can talk draft another podcast. We'll uh, get back to this Broncos game. Tank for Trevor Lawrence, that's all I'm saying. I think some teams already have you beat there. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't hate it. No, wouldn't hate it at all. Uh, the Denver Broncos, Vegas has them at over under seven and a half wins. I have them at seven and nine. So two teams so far. I took the under for them. That's reasonable. Uh, I, yeah, I don't see the Broncos. They still do have to play the Chiefs two times a year. Uh, they have to play the Raiders. Meh. And the Chargers. Meh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing too crazy. So, I, I mean, I can see the Broncos finishing second in that division. I don't yeah. see them finishing much higher than 500. Might have a shot of the wild card or something like that. Yeah, I don't see why not. Um, the AFC, I'm trying to think any other teams that might be decent out of the AFC right now. Other uh, than, you know, like the Titans are the ones that have already been pre-established as, you know, being the, the teams to beat. Titans, Ravens. Uh... Oh, also, sorry, uh, if we're getting some rain ASMR. Um Oh, uh, I can move, yeah, it's raining here. I might uh, move a little closer to the window if anybody's looking to fall asleep. Here's some <laughs> raindrops. All right. Week three, uh, if you're still awake and he didn't put you to sleep with his rain, we have the Houston Texans coming to Hines Field. The, um, normally, this matchup would scare me, but I think the Not Texans... Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, what are they doing? Dear God, who knows? Makes uh, the Penn State casual fan in me very upset as to what happened to that team next to Bill O'Brien. And Bill O'Brien came uh, into the league. He was supposed to be a offensive mastermind. And I, I mean, mean Deshaun, he still has the quarterback to do it. Yeah, Deshaun Watson's a, a beast. Oh, God, I'd love Watson, to have him on my team. Yeah, I think Watson's a top five quarterback in the league right now. You can build a team around him easy. So Houston finished 10 and 6, 2019. They scored 378 points, good for 14th in the league. And mm-hmm. but they let up 385, good for 19th. Uh, notable additions coming in the fact one of the worst trades I've ever seen in David Johnson. <laughs> I'm pulling for David Johnson, man. I, yeah. I want to see him do well. Uh, I just I always liked him, and uh, the Cardinals really did him dirty. So I'm I'm really happy for him to get a fresh start. I think it's just going to be a a rough start, um, thanks to Bill O'Brien and his expert trades. So, but in what in what world do you trade arguably the best wide receiver in the league, top three guaranteed, for a running back uh, who is has tons of carries every year, who has had the wheels run off of him and they've gotten the use out of him. I pity Houston Texans fans for that reason, for their head coach slash GM Bill O'Brien. That shouldn't be allowed. No, not at all. 
Um, but their other, they also got Brandon Cooks. He's been kind of thrown around the league uh, a lot. He's a <laughs> yeah, German. he's someone yeah. who never really panned out. Um, they got Randall Cobb. That's not bad. Not a bad pickup. Yeah, that's not bad. They'll be all right. I just they're it's gonna they're obviously gonna take a big hit because of you know losing D Hop. I mean, that guy's a stud. How can I, you not regress not having one your team? Yeah, I don't see them losing a division. Still, uh, the Colts aren't that good. Uh, the Jaguars suck. Um, the Titans. Okay, so their only their only competition might be the Titans. Eh. No. I don't think it's a might. I think it's the Really? You think the Titans beat the uh It's gonna be the Titans. Texans for the, 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 the division? Uh I think if they keep going, yeah. They keep going where they left off last year. Right on. Um okay, so some notable departures. We talked about DeAndre Hopkins. Uh they lost to Sean Gibson in the back end. They also lost to Sean or uh Jonathan Joseph and DJ Reader. Player to watch for is obviously Deshaun Watson. Uh can he He's a quarterback the Steelers always struggle with, and that's why for the Steelers, I put the player to watch for being Devin Bush as, as pretty much a spy on Deshaun Watson. Steelers struggle with quarterbacks that can run or pass. Yeah, I mean, he has such... The, I mean, Deshaun Watson has a lot of tools in his arsenal. I mean, he has a, he's a cannon, and then on top of that, he can run. It's just... Uh, man, I would love to have a quarterback like that looking at... Uh, the GM get something done there. The only problem with the Texans I have this year would be DeAndre Hopkins or not DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Deshaun Watson does not like to slide. He likes to fight for every yard and I would hate to see him go down. And I honestly don't know who their backup is, but he's not as good as Deshaun Watson. So yeah, that's what uh, a lot of the new mobile quarterbacks really got to learn. I mean, uh, Kyler Murray, I was just watching uh, some guy. Uh, oh, uh, strong opinion sports. He uh, does a lot of QB analysis, and uh, he was putting up a lot of clips of Kyler Murray uh, being uh, very, very willing to like go out of bounds and definitely like know when he's at a loss and you know just to to miss hits. And that's I really where I think uh, a lot of the new age quarterbacks has to have to learn from is Kyler Murray. Uh, is definitely already has it down that you know save your body. I mean, quarterbacks could probably play until the ripe old age of what Tom Brady is. What forty two now? I mean. That's a position that you could really just you can play for twenty years and it wouldn't be that you know unreasonable. I'm a big fan of Kyler Murray. Uh, I think he's going to be everyone hated on the Cardinals and Cliff Kingsbury for drafting him, but I think he's going to be a stud. I think you're going to see him in oh, the conversation yeah. as a top well, top seven, we'll say quarterback pretty soon. Everybody doesn't like him because of his height, but I don't think it really matters that much. He still looks like he can do all right. I know earlier we mentioned he had Larry Fitzgerald. We did mention he has DeAndre Hopkins now. Like, how do we just yeah. miss that? Oh my God. That his young quarterback has <laughs> one of the best receivers in the league. Anyway. It's, it might take a little while to build chemistry, you know? I mean, I I think it's going to be a little while before they really kick in the gear. But, I mean, just the, the prospect of him being able to throw to a wide receiver, caliber, you know, wide receiver. It's uh, it's scary. And speaking of chemistry, do you think with there only being two preseason games, or was that confirmed? There's only two preseason games this year. I thought they were getting rid of they, all of them. The players' association wants them to get rid of all of them, 
but the NFL, yeah, because players, don't yeah, like which them. I mean, they don't make like any money. There's no point to preseason, really. Just risking yeah. getting hurt, and I honestly don't no. blame them. I mean, it's probably give it just brings in the NFL money, and they don't, you know, they they don't really give a shit about the NFL, other than, you know, <laughs> yeah. their paychecks. So, with the lack of normalcy in training camps. Do you see teams developing chemistry later in the season and like going on runs late be- uh, with these younger players? Because that's something I can see because these older players, you can work through a lot of the problems. Yeah. But they've been, they've been there. They've done that. Yeah. These younger players, maybe these second, third year guys who are just getting in the swing of things for football mm-hmm. and not having your traditional training camps, your four preseason games. I think a lot of teams are going to struggle early in the season. We might unfortunately see a lot of injuries too because players aren't up to speed. As of right now, we are recording this on July 12th. There is still going to be a football season that oh, man. Uh, we're aware of. of not having football this year. I mean, it's really just selfishness because I'd love to see you know football come back and really have something to take my mind off of the bleakness of the world and especially this election year. It's just having something to distract ourselves from uh, all that bullshit is gonna be we're very welcome but i mean if it doesn't happen you know whatever another thing before we jump into the rest of these texans here uh teams not have or stadiums not having fans i think it's pretty much a foregone conclusion that at some point we're gonna see fans not in stadiums because football is training camps a month away therefore the season is essentially two months away and here in Pittsburgh, things are just starting to spike again. We have our case report came out today. They're still receiving tests from way back on like June 22nd or something. So we have such a backlog of testing that wow. we're probably going to see these numbers at least for the next month. And then uh, our governor already said that he doesn't essentially want fans in stadiums until there's a vaccine. Uh, the Steelers came out and said that if they are allowed to have fans in the seats this year, they have to wear masks. Um, yeah, <laughs> good luck with that. Yeah, but uh, we won't dabble in politics right now. I just think fans in stadiums, or not having fans in stadiums rather, is going to make it a lot harder on players as well because home field advantage, a lot of that is the adrenaline you get from the fans. A lot of that is the noise your fans make whenever the opposing offense is on the field, confusing, uh, making it hard for them to hear their calls. I'm interested in in seeing what happens with this pretty much is just, it's, it's exciting times in the worst way. I know it could be interesting. Just like watching the UFC fights. We kind of had a bit of a a snooze last night. I'm upset that I stayed up to watch Usman stomp on the feet of Masvidal for uh, like 25 minutes. But, uh, it's kind of interesting to see a lot of like their corners like yelling at them or giving them like you know coaching them all midway fi- mid fight like it's it's an interesting idea to probably hear a lot of like the sideline noise to kind of like really get yourself more into you know what is actually going down obviously we're going to hear the commentators talking but it's an interesting idea the to hear you know some of the sideline talk and other stuff like that but actually what makes me want to talk about it did you see I think I was on Pat McAfee's show that they were talking about how they wanted to potentially do this app where they will have like audio coming in from seats uh, where people are like 
apping into the stadium or whatever to make noise, which really leads to an interesting prospect of we could still have fan noise. It's just over the phone. That I didn't. I mean, I've heard people speculate that, but and I've heard uh, Fox say, I think Joe Buck from Fox said that they're going to pump in artificial crowd noise. Uh, like, why? I don't know. I mean, it's. Eh. I th- they did that with soccer games, and they I saw a couple games where they were busting in noise, and it was pretty like normal just to watch. But that's it definitely has to be weird for uh for the people that are playing the games. I mean, I'm interested. I say go for it. Go for anything that can get people to stay at home and not infect other people. Yeah, <laughs> whether people want to do that or not. Yeah, I'll have to look into that. Anyway, back to this. Uh, where are we at here? The Texans. Vegas has them over under at eight. This season, I think that's a little short. Yeah, no, I think they might win a couple more. I fin- I have them finishing at nine and seven, and the Steelers winning this game also. Yeah, I got so that the Steelers one. starting out three and zero oh for me. It's that uh, Homer factor coming in here, boys. We do go down to Tennessee. Tennessee finished twenty nineteen at nine and seven. Uh, points for four oh two, good for tenth in the league, which is surprising for that Tennessee offense. But of course. Tannehill kind of had a, yeah, Tannehill came out a uh, breakout year. Points against 331, good for 12th. So top 15 in both categories. A breakout year in like his, what, early to mid-30s? <laughs> I mean, yeah, some guys take a little longer to put it together. Uh, some notable additions for those Titans. They, had, they got Vic Beasley, the uh, outside linebacker. He's a monster. Yeah. And Isaiah Wilson, an offensive tackle. So some notable departures, another offensive tackle, Jack Conklin, who went to Cleveland, I believe, and Jarrell Casey, who we saw go to Denver. Uh, We were talking about this game a little before we started recording. Mm. Player to watch, Derrick Henry. I mean, who else? Giant of a Yeah, who else is there really to watch on this Tennessee offense? And can the Steelers' defensive line handle Derrick Henry? But, okay, say Derrick Henry does get to the second level. Who in the Steelers secondary is going to tackle this man? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Like Terrell Terrell Edmonds is a decent tackler, but I still don't see it. Derrick Henry is uh, just incredible. I mean, he's fast and strong. I don't really see how he has it down here unless the Titans happen to choke i mean injuries are always a thing we're 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 recording this on the fact that no team has any significant injuries which won't happen unfortunately no yeah yeah. that's the big thing with running backs i mean it's just you know gotta worry about injuries it would be a really big shame to see him go down because i would love to see him have another year of just running over a defensive end or a, a corner that tries to stop him honestly it's just entertaining to watch he really he was the reason Tennessee went as far as they did in the playoffs. I remember I was heading to work whenever he threw that he threw the touchdown pass. <laughs> that was nuts. Backup. Yeah. All right. So this Tennessee game, uh, Vegas has them over under eight and a half wins. I have them higher as Seems well. Low. I have them at ten and six. Yeah, that's reasonable. But I still have the Steelers winning this game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, see, the, the opposite for me. I uh, I have them losing this one. I just, the whole prospect of them having to uh, find a way to put an end to uh, 
Derrick Henry is can be a little bit uh, concerning. I don't. I think Tannehill, if he can, it's the same thing. If they can continue where they left off at the end of last year, I mean, who's to say they're not going to have another you know incredible year like they did last year and just stomp all over everyone that comes in their way, like. Who knows, man? It just seemed um, like they came out of nowhere. That I was just reading. I literally saw this now, so I will see how you feel about this. All right, so the Steelers, if they do stop Derrick Henry, the Titans' secondary was 24th in the league in pass defense last year, and they lost Logan Ryan in their secondary. So how does this Tennessee secondary stack up against Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson, James Washington, uh, second round pick Chase Claypool and the Steelers added a new tight end along with Vance McDonald. They now have Eric Ebron, a former Indianapolis Colt. Very good pickup in my opinion. Yeah, he caught 13 touchdowns in 2018 for the Colts. How yeah. how does the, the Tennessee secondary deal with that much firepower? Simple. They don't. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's this is another game where like the game one against the Giants and game four against Tennessee do the if the Steelers stop the run game, they win. If they don't, they probably yeah, lose. Simple as that. I mean, if you really have to like build a week just simply around stopping the run, I think they could probably get it done. But this is for me, it's just the first big week where I, I don't know if they bring this one home. And I mean, my my homer sense of uh, love for my team really you know, wants to say that they're going to win, but it's definitely one, if I'm being realist, that they might have some trouble with. It's really just going to be dependent on if they could stop Derrick Henry from bowling over everybody that's in front of him. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, who has A.J. Brown, who was his favorite target last year. Uh, the rookie, actually. So he has another year under his belt. You you might be right here. It's going to be interesting in, well, not even a year from now. Let's see. Assuming the season starts on time, uh, about seven months from now, six months from now, we'll see how everything turned out. So I have the Steelers sitting at 4-0 after four weeks. Uh, does that happen? I doubt it. Perfect season. Starts here. Well, that's where we get into my predicted first loss of the season is when Philly comes to Heinz Field week five. I don't know. This one doesn't scare me. Hold on. Hold on a second here. Uh, okay, so Philly finished 2019 9-7, points four, 385, good for 12th in the league. And 354 against, good for 15th. So just by those numbers alone, uh, you can see the team from the city of brotherly love. They're middle of the pack. I mean, 12-15, that's, that's middle. But here's the thing. The one major addition, two major additions for them, actually. So they have one of the best cornerbacks in the league now in Darius Slay. I think he was criminally underrated on the Detroit Lions I just feel like that's someone that always seems to have a steal the Steelers number, how many ever times they played Detroit over the past few years. But I feel like big play Slay always had better games against the Steelers. I don't have facts to back that up. I don't have stats. It's just a feeling. I'm pure purely going off emotion here. That's where uh, most <laughs> of my hot takes are coming from. It's just pure emotion. <laughs> Next one, they got uh, Nickel Roby Coleman, former cornerback. One of my, the, the least favorite, or yeah, losses the Steelers had, Javon Hargrave. He went to Philadelphia, an animal. He deserved every, or every dollar he gets paid. Uh, they got Marquise Goodwin and a little bit of a surprise reach, I would say, for Philly. Uh, they drafted Jalen Hurts 
I mean, you have Carson Wentz already, a quarterback, who, I mean, he was MVP levels a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And combined with the Jordan Howard, the Miles Sanders, the Zach Ertz, I think Philly is going to be a problem for the Steelers' defense because they have so many different threats, so many different weapons. I think the league is going to go more towards these no. Swiss Army knife quarterbacks, not for starters, but you see how the Saints have had success, if you will, with Taysom Hill. I mean, he's almost in his 30s, so he's not like the future of the Saints or anything. But I think you see more teams. I think that's what the Eagles have intended here is for Hertz to play in a Taysom Hill type role. I saw people calling for the Steelers to draft Jalen Hurts. Unless it was in like the third or fourth round, I wanted nothing to do with that. But I think this Eagles defense shuts down the Steelers running game. I think a lot of defenses are going to shut down the Steelers running game, to be honest, because, you know, their offensive line is great. Um, We lost Ramon Foster to uh, retirement. How is Matt Filer going to do? on that right side of the offensive line. They got Dzniewski, former Kansas City Chief. Uh, he has the pedigree, but will he be any good? And with Ben under center, you know, Ben, Randy Feigner might as well not be on the sideline at all because Ben does everything. Uh, yeah, and I think that'll lead to the Steelers passing more often than not. And old gunslinger Ben saying, playing huck it, chuck it football and then throwing a lot of picks. I hope not. I just have, like, a fear that Ben will, like, have, like, an Eli Manning year where he'll just come in and just uh, suck. <laughs> I mean, who who's to say that wasn't going to happen the end of last year but before he got hurt, you know? and That just hurts me hearing it because it's very well possible. I mean, 38 years old, coming off Tommy John. And that's just going to make our quarterback situation all the more, you know, dire as if we have a vet quarterback that comes in and can no longer get the job done, be it from, you know, just starting to lose it or maybe his mind isn't in it. Uh, who knows with all of his recent uh, recent issues with pornography and oh. drinking. Um, <laughs> who knows where his head's going to be at, unfortunately. So uh, we'll see how it goes this year. It's, uh, it's going to be interesting. The worst thing for any team in the NFL right now is to have a quarterback who's good enough to get you middle of the pack. You either want to be competing or you want to be drafting in the top 10. That's pretty much it right now because if the Steelers, say they lose Ben, they go eight and eight again. So they'd pick, we'll say 15th, 16th overall. Any quarterback worth a damn is not going to be there at that point. No, at this point, if Ben goes down, just tank the season. I'm I'm for it. And let it go. That's the problem is then you're just in that middling until... You either pony up money for somebody or you just suck long enough to suck real bad and you get a top five pick. Well, I I guess I probably want to talk a little bit more once we get to the Jaguars, but say that the Jaguars don't have enough trust in Garner Minshew to go forward. Would it be interesting if we would potentially pick up Garner Minshew? I mean, that's just a lot of speculation because for all they know, they can you know, build a team around Garnerman to shoot, but we'll get to this more. When we, uh, we get to the Jaguars because I believe we're playing them this year. I have not looked at his stats enough to really form an opinion on this. I mean, it's just, who knows? Maybe the Jaguars will decide upon, uh, wanting to run with, uh, Garnerman shoot, but 
Say that they don't. It'd be an interesting idea if we could uh, potentially grab him. I think the Steelers' next draft or next quarterback is still a sophomore to junior in college. Um, like we were talking earlier, I'd love Trey Lance. I've kind of I've been on his hype hype train uh, since the draft ended this year, but I think he's the next quarterback taken. Well, I think the top three quarterbacks next year: Trevor Lawrence, then Justin Fields out of Ohio State, and then. Uh, Trey Lance and I if the Steelers could get Trey Lance because they're not going to be bad enough to get Lawrence uh I doubt they're bad enough to get Justin Fields you never know I mean let's hope that they're not but at the same time yeah I just uh I don't know I just don't want to see a year where uh everybody calls for Mike Tomlin's head right now when uh he has an eight and eight season so just imagine him having a losing season then uh there'd be riots in the the streets another touchy subject we're not going to talk about right now (laughs) but people call for tomlin's head whenever he finishes like 12 and 4 so you can't win with yinzers you really can't speaking of teams in i never really okay we i i have yeah the steelers losing this game um Vegas has Phillies over under at nine and five. I think this one's a real toss up. Or no, no, not nine five, nine and a half wins. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I could see this being either or one of those games where we potentially just play to their level, or you know, we'll see. I don't know. I I could see this being either you know go either way. So that's the first loss. I have the Eagles finishing at seven and nine. Still, I don't think they're going to be that good, but. I still think that's the Cowboys division to win. We'll talk about them in a few minutes when we get to them. Mm-hmm. But moving on, speaking to teams in that NFL purgatory where they're not good enough to get a good draft pick, not good enough to make the playoffs. Week six, we got the Cleveland Browns coming to Heinz Field. They finished 2019, six and 10, uh, 335 points 22nd in the league, uh, 20th in the league in points against at 393. The Browns, what's one way to put them? I feel like they're jack-of-all-trades, master of none. Mm-hmm. They have a ton of good players. Miles um, Garrett, they have Mayfield, they have Kareem Hunt. Uh, look at their wide receivers, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr. They now have Austin Hooper, the former tight end from Atlanta. Absolutely stud of a team on paper. Yeah, like... On paper, this team should at least compete for the division every year, if not more. Uh, who else did they add? Their first-round pick, Jedrick Wills. He's a tackle. Um, about him, he allowed one sack in three seasons in Alabama, which is kind of nuts. But Alabama has also been kind of nuts that entire year. Yeah. Uh, they added Grant Delpit, who was a safety from LSU. He was one of the top safeties in the country. Prior to last year, we talked about Austin Hooper. Uh, they added Carl Joseph, the former Vegas. Are they Vegas now? The Raiders? What are, is this Oakland? Well, Vegas? Vegas? Yeah. Okay. Uh, they also added Jack Conklin, former Tennessee Titan. Um, they lost Joe Schobert and Christian Kirksey, both linebackers. Eh, I don't really think that's... How big a loss are they? Yeah. Miles um, Garrett, you always have to watch him. Can the offensive line hold Miles Garrett? Uh can they stop Miles Garrett from attempting murder on the quarterback? Can they stop him? It's, uh, I don't know. Attempted murder. Vegas has, it's very difficult to block attempted murder. 
Anyway, Vegas has Cleveland uh, over under eight and a half wins. Does that seem a little high? Does that seem a little low? How do you feel? I mean, I don't know. I just, I'm very used to the Browns just being middle of the pack to bad. And it's just hard to me, hard for me as a Steelers fan to be like, oh, well, Browns might be something this year. Cause I, like I said, I, last season or last couple of seasons, I really thought they were going to be something. And then uh, my expectations for them lowered once again. So I'm back on the train of eh, the, the Browns are the Browns, you know they'll uh they'll struggle because you know why not but hey who's to say that uh their new guy they got a head coach uh kevin stefanski stefanski i don't want to say i don't know but can't be worse than or any worse than freddie kitchens and that was supposed to be baker's guy like it seemed like baker handpicked freddie kitchens to take over the offense mm. but we'll see how that turns out i have the browns finishing at six and ten I'm not sure if you're any different. That's that sounds reasonable. Uh, like I said, I'm back to my uh, Brown suck train. I remember, and think about it. They have to play the Steelers twice. They have to play the they have to play the Ravens twice. Uh, the Bengals. We haven't talked about them yet. We'll get to them in just a couple of weeks. Also a mess. Sorry. No. Yeah. I mean, you're right. But can Joe Burrow? Can he turn it around? He was hands down the best quarterback in college last year, but. Was it a flash in the pan? Who knows? No, no. We'll see. I don't think so. Anyways, continue. I, I doubt it. But all right. So uh, Browns six and ten. I think we probably both have the Steelers winning that game. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Yep. So we have. I have the Steelers at five and one through six weeks. Probably a little high, but hey. <laughs> but same here too. But you know, whatever. There's like probably three or four games this season where I could be like, yeah, it'll go either way. And again, like we mentioned, we're operating under the pretense that nobody gets injured, uh, nobody sits out, nobody, hopefully nobody gets coronavirus. And then Ben comes back to that level of consistency that we've known and loved. So the Steelers dismantle the Browns 70 to nothing. Then they go on week seven, they travel to Baltimore, which is going to be a telling game, I think. I mean, the Ravens finished 14 and two last year. Uh, Vegas... I was just reading this earlier. Vegas has Baltimore predicted, fa- or not predicted, they're favored in every single game this year. How can they not be? That offense is just unreal. Yeah, I, th- I think they are, again, going to compete for the AFC Championship, if not the Super Bowl. Uh, points, they scored 531 points. So they scored, what, almost 250 more points than the Steelers? In the same amount of games? Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah. And it's not like Baltimore's defense is a slouch either. They only had 282 points against. Good for third. No. Woof. Good-ass football team. Yeah. Some notable additions. uh, They got Calais Campbell. So they're stacking up their defense still. Uh, Derek Wolf. They drafted Patrick Queen out of LSU. That was a massive pick for them. I think Patrick Queen was someone on... Every Steelers fan's radar. They also got J.K. Dobbins, former running back out of Ohio State. And their only notable departure right now, Hayden Hurst, the tight end. So, like, maybe Lamar Jackson opts out of this season, please? That's pretty much the Steelers' only hope of winning this game. Yeah, for real. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, what can you say? Just That offense is just like nothing that the league has ever seen. 
And that's why it's so successful is because Harbaugh was willing to build an offense around um, this quarterback. I mean, coming out of college, I loved Lamar Jackson. I loved watching him play at Louisville. I, I didn't think he would jump into the league and make a massive impact, but he did. I mean, he won MVP in his first full season and he just lit the entire league on fire. Um, yeah. Yeah. I had the Steelers losing this game. Yep. I think we're both yep. at five and two now. Yep. I don't see a lot of teams beating Baltimore. Vegas has their over under at 11 and a half. Last time, well, at the time I looked at this, might be higher now. How do you beat this defensive team? Or this, this, it's not even defensive. It's everything. They're just, like you said, they're just almost the perfect football team right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, who's to say that like a lot of defenses or defensive coordinators can't just look at, you know, what they did last year and start to really game plan towards it because, I mean, it just came, it's just like a wildfire, you know, just came in and tore up the league. Who's to say that, you know, they can't start to figure it out more, but say by the time they start to figure it out, he also has a cannon. Like mm-hmm. he can still just, he could run past people, which was a lot of what he did last season. But I, who's to say his arm's not going to be better this year? Like he'll be more accurate. He's like Michael Vick 2.0, probably better than Michael Vick. Like mm-hmm. scary. And then like we, I think I mentioned earlier, there were also talks of them potentially bringing in Antonio Brown. I mean, there's a lot of teams he's working out with, though, so not, not to say it's actually going to happen. Heck, he was just with uh, Russell Wilson in Seattle, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, who's to say? I, I don't think they're going to bring him in, but if it happens, just this is another element to that offense that is just sheer wildfire. But I think what the latest news is uh, the Buccaneers, so hopefully Bruce Aarons has to go deal with him for a little while longer. So I'm not sure if we'll see. We still haven't seen a punishment handed down to Antonio Brown everything going on so he even if he he does sign to a team he probably doesn't play the first at least six games i'd have to guess who's to say he doesn't just sit out a year he'll get onto a team and then yeah get uh get kicked out of the league for a year because i think that's what the whole thing him escaping was just him you know avoiding that punishment that probably could have been a year or so i'm trying to think anything else about this ravens team they have to the steelers have to play him two times um, but I think whenever you go to Baltimore, I think any team going to Baltimore this season doesn't win. I think Baltimore probably goes undefeated at home. God help us. Uh, I have them finishing at 13 and three. So pretty much a repeat season for them. Yes. Yeah. The exact opposite of what I want to happen, but I would love to see the Ravens go three and 13. I'd love to see the entire division <laughs> uh, suck. The Steelers just have a cakewalk to the Super Bowl. But that's not going to happen. It's really tough to watch a fun football team like that than them be in our division. Like, I want to root for them just to see them just destroy, but it's hard to root for them, obviously, when they're right in our division. So They're fun to watch as an outsider, awful to watch as a fan, as a fan of a, yeah. a, a, a rival team. Of the Steelers. Yeah. Oh, boy. So uh, we both have the Steelers sitting at 5-2, and two, going into their Week 8 bye week. I think if that is the case, I couldn't be any happier. Yeah. Yeah, that would be ideal. I don't, I mean, I, I, I gotta be optimistic. I think it could happen. I really do. It's just, it's once you get into the season, it's a whole new ball game. It's just, all of this is really just speculation. Like we could be 0 and 5 at this point. Like 
I don't want to believe it, but I mean, who knows? You know, shit could really fall apart. Unfortunately, possible that we could. Yeah, they could be five and two. They could be two and five. You I guess, really? Yeah, I said zero and five. Yeah. But I mean, they could start the season zero and five. It's yeah. It would suck. Anyway, so they get a bye week, week eight. Um, I think they win that one. They might win. <laughs> well, you know. Some teams uh, lose their bye weeks with players getting arrested, uh, injured. Fingers crossed. I mean, this year, 2020, who knows what could happen? Knock on wood, boys. Yep, that's for sure. Oh, then he would. Uh, Just uh, please, for the love of God, don't lose the bye week and you're good to go. Okay. Uh, Week nine, they travel to Dallas. Uh, 2019, they finished eight and eight. They scored 434 points, good for sixth in the league, and they they allowed 321, good for 11th. But they've had some notable additions. They had they have uh, Ha Ha Clinton Dix in the back Best end name in the NFL. Honestly, yeah, he's not only is he an uh, incredible name, he is a great player too. No doubt. Anyway, they got Gerald McCoy. Uh, they're led by Mike McCarthy now which is kind of astounding. I just forgot about that too. I looked it up actually. <laughs> Can't be any worse than Jason Garrett. It's, uh, a lot less clapping, which I don't know how the players are going to react to the lack of clapping, but uh, we'll see how it goes. They also got Daryl Worley, cornerback and first round draft pick C.D. Lamb. I think they were ecstatic to get him where they Beast. did. Uh, yeah, he was supposed to be one of the top, if not the top receiver off the board. Uh, with Jerry Judy, but CD Lamb, I think he is going to thrive in that offense uh, across taking, from uh, Amari Cooper. Taking Des Bryant's number, I think I just saw recently a uh, picture of him in his jersey, probably doing promotional shots for games and stuff. But yeah, looks uh, looks pretty fresh. That's someone that the Steelers seem to be linked to every season now. Should they sign Des Bryant? No, no, they shouldn't. Wouldn't I honestly wouldn't hate it? But at the same time, I don't think we have room for him anymore. Yeah. With a lot of the wide receiver additions. At this point, it's too many cooks in the kitchen. Like, yeah, you have you should have enough weapons. Should have enough weapons. I hope. I think we do. I really think we do. I think our wide receiver core might be a lot better than what it was last year. So, um, okay. So these notable departures for these Dallas Cowboys: Byron Jones, one of the best cornerbacks in the NFC. He has fled to Miami. Uh, Jason Witten has retired, hopefully stays out of the broadcast booth forever. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even hate on him. Jason Witten's a great guy. So that's just... Yeah, he's not a bad dude. Memes aside, I wish the best for Jason Witten, no matter what he does. Maybe not put him in the booth. Put him in like a like a halftime sport, like show. Like, I don't know. Throw him on a table with uh, Boomer and uh, Terry or something like that. Have him just you know, give the NFL perspective for here. Tell you what, uh, him and Tony Romo together, Tony Romo will carry his ass. Well, you see, both those are former players in the uh, color analyst role. And actually, no, just keep J- Jason Witten out of the booth altogether and the entire world will be happy. Lock of the booth, actually. Um, did they ever announce who the new Monday night crew is? I have not been paying attention to that. Give me McAfee for a Monday night football. McAfee for Monday Night Football. That's been going on for it. years. I think he came out on the show one day and said ESPN execs told him that would never happen. Uh, it's going to happen. The internet is going to make it happen. 
will it into existence. We better do that. That would be incredible. He is an electric human being, one of the best dudes to ever do it. And he's a pit guy, so. Bingo. All right, uh, let's see. They lost Randall Cobb. They also lost Robert Quinn. Meh. The player I have to watch for them is uh, Zeke. But a few months ago, Zeke was... Uh, I don't know if this is the reason, but he was partying. He was doing something around other people. He came down with COVID. Uh, we were talking earlier that his agent came out and said he his lung capacity full isn't or still isn't to full. He can't work out like he's normal or used to. Is Zeke gonna be ready for the season? Is everyone's question. And you gotta really wonder. I mean, preseason generally starts next, you know, next month. Uh I mean, I think he'll probably be ready, or they'll probably ease him in. Who's their backup? Uh, he started Tony Pollard? That sounds right, yeah. Yeah, Tony Pollard, I want to say his name was. Yeah, I mean, he came in and got the job done, if I remember correctly. So, I mean, it's it's probably, they'll probably ease him in, I'm thinking, if if they had to. So, I think they'll be okay. But I think we both have talked about this off recording before. Um, about how we don't think Dak Prescott is that good. I'm not saying he's bad. Um, he's not worth the money he wants. I mean, it's interesting he signed his uh, franchise tag. So, what that makes him a free agent after this year? Yeah, he wants to get paid like Mahomes light because I don't think he has any leg to stand on saying he deserves five hundred million dollars. Um, Andy Dalton's cheaper. Yeah, yeah, they signed Andy know. Dalton. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I think he was just in a bad, uh, bad situation, bad organization, bad situation. Yeah. So I think if they have to rely on Dalton for any games this year, they compete. I don't think Dallas is going to be a bad team. I have them finishing at ten and six. That's half a win over what Vegas predicted them to have. That's a luxury, honestly. Just to like, so say uh, some freak accident happens to Dak and he goes down. Just to have, I mean, Andy Dalton come in, who is. I mean, depending on the team, another starting quarterback. So, I mean, lose one, just have another one. Like, that was a very good uh, acquisition, I think, from Jerry Mm -hmm. Jones and the Cowboys. I was very surprised that the Bengals let Andy Dalton go. It could have been his his wishes. Um, But actually, this game, I have the Steelers losing. I have the Steelers losing to the Cowboys. I don't think this is another case of the Steelers on the road. Uh, This is a 425 game, so it's not a primetime game. Uh, I think the Cowboys are going to be very good. I have them finishing at 10 and 6. I think Dak Prescott is going to come out and try to prove that he's worth a big contract. And I think Jerry Jones might be dumb enough to give it to him if he has, if he wins a playoff game this year. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of had it as a toss up. Uh, I think it could, it could really go either way. Uh, I think our offense is just going to have a, a lot to handle. Our, our offense is going to have a lot to handle. Um, I just, again, I want to assume that Big Ben will still be available to play by this time. Uh, I want to have faith in our defense because at the end of the day, I have no single doubt in my mind that our defense is Super Bowl caliber. It's just going to be if our offense could put up the score to help the defense out. That's what it came down to last year. Yep. And uh, I, I, I don't know. We'll, uh... I'm excited to see this game. It is, let's see, it'll be November 8th, assuming everything starts on time. I don't. I know you don't follow the college scene as much, but did you see? No, not really. Uh, a lot of teams are already saying the 
college football season isn't going to be played until spring. I hate to be the bearer of bad news or the bad predictions. I don't see how sports happen this year. I don't see how they happen at all. Um, I know we don't want to get into it too much right now. I just don't see how sports happen because say the Steelers lose Ben because of coronavirus and he can't play for even two weeks. They lose two weeks. We, they lose two games. They miss the playoffs. That is money that the league is missing. Yep. The Roonies are losing. But again, another podcast, another time. See, I, uh, I was going to say, but I mean, I, me and uh, Brad talk about stocks fairly often. And uh, I, I made a little bit of money off of DraftKings. And just recently, I just pulled out. I, this, it just is scaring me. I, I really don't know if we have sports this year, just in general. I mean, I think we're going to try, but who's to say that we start going and, uh, yeah, people start to get sick and then we start to revert back to facilities closing and then we're just back at square one, you know? And, well, this is a good time to talk about it as ever. And the NFL has banned post-game jersey swaps. As if that... Oh, I didn't oh, know yeah, that. They, uh, that's one of the rules to play this year. Uh, there, You're not allowed to swap jerseys after the game. But uh, men 11 on 11 are allowed to clash for 60 minutes at a time, but you can't stand in close proximity to switch jerseys after the game. That's the... I, I don't know. I, we really should make things too political, but that's the thing. It's just like some some like aspects of the rules that don't really make a ton of sense but you know whatever <laughs> it's it's not worth the argument a lot of the time yeah i, I mean it's just unreal that they ban post-game jersey swaps like i think that's just i think they're just trying to push it out of the league because it's kind of, it was getting pretty like at the end of every game damn near half the team was getting rid of their jersey so i, I almost think it's one of those things where they're just trying to push it out of the league and this is one way to effectively do so, so. Either way, it's going to be an interesting season. Uh, we're already halfway through the season, well over halfway. We are on to week 10 here versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Make sure I didn't skip a... Okay, week 10, Cincinnati Bengals. They finished 2-14 and 14 last year, 30th in the league, points for... Yeah, they only scored 279 yeah. points all season. Uh, points against, 420. Good for 25th in the league. Uh, the most notable addition, of course, Joe Burrow. We talked about him a little bit ago from LSU, uh, national championship, Heisman winner. Wait, did he win the Heisman? Yeah. Pretty sure he won the Heisman. Okay. I believe. Uh, they got T. Higgins from Clemson. I mean, he was a monster in college. Von Bell, Trey Waynes. I still don't see this Cincinnati team being very good. Um, now that I look at it, actually, I have them, I have them sitting at 6-10. and 10. I have them at the same record as the Browns. I think that, I mean, they're going to have a, a pretty significant improvement in quarterback with Joe Burrow. But uh, I, what was it just the other day? I uh, saw something that said that they actually told Joe Burrow to uh, slow down because he kept asking a lot of questions about the playbook and they weren't ready to answer him yet. So they're like, hey, wait a while. You know, like, it's really hard to think that, I mean, your quarterback is asking, you know, stuff to learn your playbook and to get you know things in motion and they're actively telling their quarterback not to worry about it like come on now what are, yeah was, what kind of organization are you running that's an absolute disaster dumpster fire of an organization i feel legitimately terrible for joe burrows 
I mean, look at Carson Palmer that got like half of his career wasted, well, more than half, really. Um, they do still have weapons, though. They Tyler Boyd and John Ross. I mean, they have. I'd say AJ Green is also a top five receiver when healthy. Uh, up there with Julio Jones. They have talent, no doubt. It's just I yeah. think as an organization, they're just poorly run. Simple I agree with that a hundred percent. Um, TJ Watt, this will be a game for him. We haven't talked about TJ Watt. We haven't talked about specific Steelers players at all, really. Um, TJ Watt, I think every Double year game. for the next at least five years, 10, we'll say five to seven years, he's going to be a defensive, defensive player of the year candidate. Yeah, absolute force. Probably same thing with Minka. I mean, as long as he stays on the trajectory he's on. It's, it just feels like such a blessing to me that we were able to pick him up. It's just unreal that a Watt brother fell as low as he did, that we were able to snag him. Just, I, I mean, I'm not going to be there upset about it. There were a lot of concerns well. of his uh, injury. He, I mean, he has had a few injuries. Uh, speed and injury were his, his downfalls coming out of college. Uh, I mean, I love it. Uh, he's one of my favorite players to watch right now. I think that probably rings true for the entire Steelers fan base, him and Minka. I mean, you can't really get much better than those two. Mm-hmm. And let's see. Yeah, the it's bright. It's very bright once I don't want it to happen. But once you can replace Ben and his $40 million a year, and you have a lot more money to spend. Get a young quarterback and cheap. That's what it's going to be. The Steelers are going to have to draft rookies and play their rookie deals out and then see you bye. Anyway, moving on. Vegas has the Bengals at five and a half wins. I have them. I just said slightly over at six and ten. Uh, what about you? What do you think the Bengals are in for this year? Uh, I don't know. I don't think they're going to have as bad of a year as they did last year. Uh, it's hard to get much worse than what was it? Two and 14 or something like that. Yeah, so I mean, 14? it's. Yeah, it's, it's hard to think that they would be just as bad as last year, but I don't know. I, I can't see him being that much better. I think Joe Burrow's going to have a rough year, and I feel bad for the guy. It is still the Cincinnati Bengals organization. Not very well run. Uh, these are two games in a row. The Steelers have the easier part of their schedule right now, to be honest. Uh cincinnati into jacksonville they're at jacksonville week 11 uh 2019 they finished six and ten is there anything else you want to add on the Bengals before i moved on really uh no not really i mean just just, we've pretty much hit every every beat well we'll get to hit them again so (laughs) (laughs) um jacksonville finished six and ten 300 points for at 26th in the league 397 against at 21st in the league uh, they added Joe Schobert and Tyler Eifert. That's someone coming from uh, Cincinnati. We didn't really talk about leaving. He was a, a, a big factor of their offense. Either way, notable departures, uh, A.J. Bouye and Calais Campbell. Calais Campbell's uh, mm, former pro bowler. And, I mean, that's someone. And they also had uh, Yannick Ngakwe. He doesn't want to play for the Jags, but he might sign his franchise tag or tender, whatever one it is. I don't really know what's going to happen there, but if you lose two Pro Bowl linemen in a, a sh- one off season, how do you how do you recover from that? You don't. Yeah, yeah, you don't. Um, the player to watch for for Jacksonville, I have as a nobody because their entire team sucks, and they're tanking for Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, so like uh, this, what, what I was kind of 
mentioning earlier, um, since they do tank for Trevor Lawrence, where does Gardner Minshew go? I think he actually has a bit of potential. I think he could probably come into a young team and probably start making plays. Like, I want to believe that he uh, he has something to him. And just just to say that, you know, like there's an in-between to where the Steelers can't find a quarterback that they are willing to get or they just something happens. Who's to say we don't pick up Gardner Minshew for cheap stardom uh, over... I mean, the organizations that I come out and said that they have belief in Mason Rudolph, I personally don't. Um, but who's to say that they don't pick up Gardner Minshew and, uh, you know, he turns out to be an effective quarterback. I don't know. I uh, saw him come in after Nick Foles went down and I do all right. I, I, I have confidence in that guy. I think he might be all right. I mean, at this point, the Steelers need to find a quarterback. Um I'm not saying Rudolph isn't it. I am saying Hodges isn't it. I will tell you that it's not him. Um, no, I shouldn't say that either because you never yeah. know what's going to happen. I mean, he could he could change, uh, develop. Get your duck calls ready now. <laughs> Luckily, I never bought in bought any of the duck merchandise. That's on you, brother. It was fun though. It was fun. Don't get me wrong. All right, so the player to watch for for Pittsburgh, I put uh, Big Ben. He should put up about 500 yards this game and the Steelers should win by 30. Yeah. This is a win. I don't... This... <laughs> I hate guaranteeing anything ever, especially in this day and age. Uh, I don't see any way the Steelers lose this game. I could probably start a quarterback and win this game. I think Jacksonville might win three games all season. Maybe not even that. I'd say the Vegas same. has. I'd say uh, I could probably go in as quarterback as well, but I would take one drop back and probably go down with a ACL or MCL. So yeah, it's probably not going to happen. Hey, a snap is a snap, baby. <laughs> um, Vegas has their over under wins at five. I have them below that at three and thirteen. Brutal. I just, I, I mean, after trading Nick Foles, uh, I don't who. I don't to the Bears. Yeah, I I think Minshew. Eh. There's something there. I I truly believe that he could. He is at least a solid backup. I would hazard to say that he could potentially be a starting quarterback for a young team. Can't be any worse than Blake Bortles. No, he can't. You're right. Um, they do have. I've, I've said that a couple times now. Can't be any worse than blank, but <laughs> it's still how I feel. Uh. They do still have Leonard Fournette as of the moment we're recording this. You never know what happens in the league any given day. Um, Leonard Fournette, I think, has the tools to be a top 7-10 running back in the league. He just hasn't been in that great of shape lately. I I think he could potentially break the cusp of top 5. There's a lot of running backs that I'd much rather have than Lenny Fournette. Still a talented guy, but I don't know. I just don't. I mean, he's someone that runs on the Steelers every time he plays them, though. He demolishes them. So another another case. Stop the run. Win game. Easy. Mm-hmm. Which I have confidence that our, our, our team can do. So All right. That's week 11. Uh, I forget where I have the Steelers at now. They have lost three games at this point. So that puts them at, what, seven and three? That'd be ideal. So we talked Baltimore already. This is the first time we see a second team come around here. I have actually have the Steelers winning this game. I think the Steelers probably, I think they split with the Ravens. I think they win at home. Both teams win at home, I think, uh, assuming everyone stays healthy. I mean, I I want to believe that. I'm, I'm going to, I mean, I think they lose both, just judging solely upon the numbers and all that they could potentially put up. But 
hey, if you think they're winning, I, uh, I'm, I'm down for it as well. The only thing I think it's, uh, the Steelers have is whenever they did play Lamar Jackson last year, they honed him in. He yeah, that threw was a true. Couple, at least one pick or a couple picks. He like didn't go off uh, until the Steelers' offense made yeah. mistakes. Yep, yep, yep. So I think the Steelers are more equipped to play against these Ravens than probably just about any other team in the league. Uh, like I said, you can put Devin Bush. He's quick. You can put a spy on Lamar Jackson. Uh, but the, the the read option that Baltimore runs is difficult, I guess, for teams to, I don't want to say adapt to, because most teams have seen the read option now, but not with a quarterback of Lamar Jackson's mm-hmm. caliber. He could be a running back in, in his own if uh, if he didn't have the arm that he did. Like, um, The player to watch for I have here for Pittsburgh is Juju, because the Steelers should have beat Baltimore at Heinz Field last year, and then yeah, Marlon Humphrey punched that ball out. Juju yeah. fumbled. Uh, the Steelers lost that game in overtime. I still have the Ravens finishing thirteen and three, so that makes the Steelers drops them to seven and four for me right now. Uh, I'm not sure where you're at. Um, this or this? God, I need to look here. Uh, I, I, probably a similar to that. Uh, let's see if I actually have a. So uh, all in all, I have our win loss at twelve and five. Um, I probably should have made better notes uh, per which team, but uh, yeah, I have well, at the end of the day, I have, I have us at twelve and four. <laughs> I was kind of thinking too. Um, we were talking about the biggest thing though. I think is going to be interesting. Is interesting is say like around week twelve, and I you got to imagine there's going to be some injuries, and say that Mark Ingram goes down, they then have J.K. Dobbins, which is also just going to be I mean, that's another ideal uh, backup to have, really, because I think he's going to be another stud for them. So, All right, so you your overall, you said, is 12-4? and four? Yeah, I have it at 12-4. I wonder where we differed, because I have them at 11-5. Uh, hmm. Oh, um, the Philly I, well, I have, Yeah, that, and well, it depends, because we had us, we were thinking they were losing different games because yeah. you said too that you have them winning here i think that they probably lose both by Baltimore again? yeah i think it's it's a sweep all right that's fair it's that's just hard to believe for. that you know hard to believe that they can stop them that's yeah i i don't i'm just kind of uh pulling my homer card here and hoping yeah. they do i mean ideally i want them to win every game but <laughs> yeah yeah i'd love a 16 and 0 season all right so speaking of teams not going 16 and 0 the next team, uh, week 13. Uh, uh, the artist formerly known as the Washington Redskins. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't know. The favorite to win right now is what the Red Tails or something. So we're just going to call them Washington. All right. Washington finished the season last year 3 and 13, uh, 266.4 last in the league, and 435 points against. 27th. Um, they added Thomas Davis, who I didn't know still played football. He has to be close to 40, 41. That's one of their... When was the last time that the Redskins were good? I'm just... General question. Uh, Robert Griffin's first, second year? Kirk Cousins? See, that's when I had. Was the Robert Griffin years. Was the last time they were anything of worth. Oh, so Thomas Davis is only 37. Still kind of old for a linebacker. But um, yeah, I think the Kirk Cousins, Robert Griffin years... I think Kirk Cousins might have led them to like nine and seven one year. 
But um, they also have added Kyle Allen at quarterback. Meh. Someone else who was a flash in the pan for like three weeks and then didn't do anything. Uh, Chase Young, he will be, yeah. uh, what was he, second, third overall pick? I forget where he went, but he was an absolute stud at Ohio State. I don't, I think he is going to be in contention for defensive rookie of the year. I think it's him and Burroughs to lose. I feel like that's how it always is, though. The first couple picks for each side of the ball are, you know, more in contention. Of course, higher pick, more potential, more skill. The notable departures, they lost Josh Norman mm-hmm. and Quentin Dunbar, two, say, or two cornerbacks from their back end. They also lost Eric Flowers, an offensive guard. The only player that worries me on this offensive team, or this... Uh, Washington's team, excuse me, is Chase Young. I think Chase Young is going to be like a Miles Garrett kind of player. And I'm lucky, I'm thankful the Steelers don't have to play against that also two times a year. Darius Geis is another yeah. another player that I think is due for a breakout year. I don't think Dwayne Haskins is that good. I don't have his stats in front of me again. I just the team did. Um yo-yo him along like he would start then he would sit then he would start kind of thing last year but i still think the steelers win this game and they probably should win it pretty mm-hmm. handedly by at least two scores well hey now listen uh maybe adrian peterson could really whip that team in the shape and okay. uh <laughs> and they uh might win this game you never really know uh, i forgot about adrian peterson also a hall of famer hands uh, down might get in the physical altercations with some of his children. All right, so I'm assuming you have the Redskins or the Steelers winning that game too. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Uh, yeah. All right, so that pushes them to week 14. Is that where we're at here? Yeah. Yep. Buffalo. Week 14 against Buffalo. Buffalo finished 10 and 6 last year. Uh, only scored 314 points, good for 23rd in the league, but they allowed only 259 which is good for second in the league. Um, Notable additions, though. This is where I think Buffalo is going to be a real good team this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Stephon Diggs, former Minnesota Viking. Um, Josh Norman, a decent cornerback. Mario Addison. Uh, AJ Epinesa, who they drafted out of Iowa this year. He is an uh, an animal. Mm -hmm. Um, Notable departures for these Buffalo Bills. Frank Gore, if you still want to call that notable, I mean... Hey, it's noticeable when he's a legend. You're right. Yeah, he's one of the best to ever do it. One of the best running backs in the game. Um, they also lost Shaq Lawson on their defensive line. Uh, the player to watch for, Stephon Diggs. I don't think that I can remember the Steelers matched up against the Vikings at all in the past couple of years and had to play against Diggs. So yeah. how does Steve Nelson, how does Joe Hayden, how does Cam Sutton deal with uh, Stephon Diggs, who is another one who's probably a top five, top eight receiver in the league. Yeah, I mean, the Vikings really had a really sweet spot there for a little while. I mean, Adam Thielen and uh, Stefan Diggs on one team. I'm really surprised they couldn't get more done with that. That's just Kirk Cousins. I, I don't believe in Kirk Cousins. I don't think he's that good. Uh, no, they, uh, they blew it there. They, they had they, something. I think they still could if they find another quarterback. I just don't think... Cousins is that good? I don't know. If I'm them, I go somewhere or somewhere else. But I don't know. Uh, that's a big thing with the draft that's interesting to me is that 
with all these new players that are looking for spots on teams and preferably starting spots, I mean, guys like Kirk Cousins, can you really think that, like, with the potential of them being able to pick up, like, a Trevor Lawrence or, you know, I mean, maybe not something as high as that, but to have another, like, prospect that could just potentially change your team by uh, next year, like, how does Kirk Cousins have a job? That's where we were talking earlier. They're just another one of those teams in NFL purgatory where your quarterback is good enough to get you to the playoffs or a winning season, but not good enough to beat a playoff team. It's just uh, it's a really shitty spot to be in because, I mean, like you said, yeah, he definitely has the talent, but I just he's never really gotten the job done either. Yeah, it's... I, I think this Buffalo team is going to be good, though. Uh, Josh Allen's Vegas, awesome. I have, I'm a big fan yeah, of Josh Allen. Uh, coming out of the draft i wasn't but the more i watched of him i i became a big fan of him i i think buffalo is probably one of my favorite teams to watch we i have or vegas has the over under wins at nine this is i'm assuming this is before tom brady left the division yeah you you gotta imagine they uh they get up a couple more couple more wins i mean tom brady wasn't really like a win I, i don't know it just seemed like to me that the patriots they weren't winning games just on Tom Brady alone. I don't really think, like, Bill Belichick and the Patriots, I think, are about ready to move on from Tom Brady. I mean, I think Robert Kraft is still a Brady guy, but the way things were looking, I think things had passed in the Tom Brady era. On Tom Brady, uh, well, first off, I'll say I have the Bills finishing at 10-6 and six again, two years in a row. Um, I, I don't think Brady has it anymore. I don't think he, I mean, of course, Hall of Fame quarterback, the best quarterback of all time, in my opinion. I don't think he has it. I don't think him going to Tampa Bay is going to make much of a difference when they could have just stuck with Jameis Winston. Uh, Not that he was much of a decent quarterback either. I think he has more potential to be good this season than Brady would have. I don't know about that one. I still think that Brady could go in there and get the job done. I uh, I I don't want to go out on a. Li- I I don't. I uh, made the mistake of buying into the Browns hype train. Um, so I refuse to do it again with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But it's another one of those teams I think could be potentially really good on paper. And if Tom Brady can get the weapons that he was missing out on in New England, maybe he can you know get some of that fire that he lost this past season. I mean, and heck, he gets one of his favorite targets since he's played and Gronk back down in uh, Tampa Bay. So honestly, I, I think he uh, could have a really comeback year at, what, 42 years old? Something like that. The only thing about, I don't know why we're talking about Tampa, but what else do we have to talk yeah. about right now? We um might as well keep going. I just don't think Tampa's offensive line or their defense is going to be good enough. Sure, the Patriots, I think we talked about this the other day. Sure, the Patriots, or the the Buccaneers rather, can put up 40 points a game, but is their defense going to allow 41 points a game? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how Gronk is going to respond after a year off, but Brady does have significantly better weapons in uh, Mike Evans and uh, Marquise Goodwin. Is that his name? Mar- no, uh, Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin. That's his name. Yeah. I was thinking of Marquise from yeah, yeah, yeah. earlier. But uh, yeah, yeah, Chris but... Godwin, probably the best slot wide receiver in the game. This offensive team or this uh, Buccaneers team, they have the tools to compete. I don't think they're going to beat the Saints. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. The Saints are pretty consistently good, week in week out. I it is really hard time to really think that they're going to end up being uh better than the Saints. 
we finally get the answer to was it Belichick making Brady or Brady making Belichick? And I think that's what everyone's excited for. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I still think that Belichick could get the job done. I still think he's also the GOAT. They just really had a, a special thing going there in, uh, in Foxborough. Much to the dismay of every Steelers fan ever, pretty yeah. much. Most of the AFC. All right, we'll move on to week 16 here. Indianapolis Colts, 2019, they finished 7-9, and nine, uh, scored 361, tied for 16th in the league. Uh, Wait, they allowed I, three... I think we're skipping a week here, Brad. Uh, Am I doing it again? Week 15 oh, it's the Bengals, Bengals again. Okay, the Steelers beat the Bengals again. There you go. <laughs> All right, yeah, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't think the Steelers lose to Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. No I just way, keep no. scrolling down. I keep scrolling down to check uh, what game I have them winning. And- That'd be uh, the biggest disappointment. <laughs> That'd be one of those games that would just be like a crushing defeat that uh, everybody hops on and just has a one big yeah. bitch fest with one another and uh, wallows in sadness for a week. That's, that's yeah. every loss, though. All right. So are we both in agreement that the Steelers beat Cincinnati yeah, week no 15? All right. All right. Moving on. See, calculated. All right, I already said uh, Indy's stats. They lo- their notable addition, Phil Rivers, is still playing. Um, okay. He has to. You know how many kids he has? Like 40? Yeah, I mean, he's, he has enough to <laughs> fill an offense. Got uh, a lot of children to pay for, so that man might play till he's 50. Uh, they also have DeForest Buckner from our defensive tackle, former Niner. Uh, Xavier Rhodes, good quarterback. They drafted John Taylor out of Wisconsin. Their only notable departure that I saw was Eric Ebron to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I don't think Phil Rivers is much better than Jacoby Brissett anymore, though. I still think he has football. In I him. mean, it's it's still Phil Rivers, but he has a downgrade because his best receiver is now what T.Y. Hilton, who hasn't been that good for a few years. No, he's had a couple down years. Um, then he came from Keenan Allen, who he's been middle of the pack too, I guess. Mm-hmm. So. I uh didn't I see somewhere where they're paying Jacoby Brissett a lot of money. It's like a lot of money. It's it's like starting quarterback money. Good chance. Um, he is still with the Colts, isn't he? Yeah, he's still with the Colts. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they are paying him. Oh wait, it's not right there. Jesus Christ! Two years, thirty million dollars. Yeah, they're paying him a shit ton of money. So maybe Rivers isn't the starter here. I mean, I... it's. Definitely going to be a competition. I'm not sure what Rivers' contract is off the top of my head. But... So, yeah, kind of what made me think about it. So, what preseason games, at least to me in a sense, are just like really gauging as to who's going to win that starting job? So, are they just going to figure all this out uh, if there's no preseason games in like training camp? Or how are they going to figure out who's got the job and? in a situation like that. I mean, I think they're probably still going to go Philip Rivers, but but for other situations, they really have to start thinking about, like, competition as to who gets which spot. I mean, are they going to find out in-game? Are they really just going to make that determination in training camp? What's going to go on? That's true. I didn't really think of that. Um, huh. I, I It's going to have to be, you're going to have to start with whatever one you see the best out of in training camp. So I just looked it up. They signed Brissett yeah. two years, thirty million. So he's getting fifteen million a year. Uh, Phil Phil Rivers yeah, is on a one-year, twenty-five million dollar deal. They're paying him some dough. I 
it just seems nuts to have that much money in quarterbacks. Both quarterbacks, I uh, mean, still take up $10 million less than Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> but Whew. I don't know. I don't think either one of these quarterbacks is really has, has a jump on the other. Oh, not really. I mean, Brissett being the younger guy, I still feel like he could probably do something, but I don't know. They're another team that I could see, you know, potentially going for a, a quarterback early, but you know. Yeah, I have them in that uh, again, that NFL purgatory. I have them finishing at eight and eight. They finished seven and nine last year. Uh, Vegas actually has their over under at nine wins, which I think is a little high. Maybe a little bit. I don't know. I still think they're going to be a consistent team. They still have to play the Titans twice and the Texans twice. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be tough. No um, and the Jaguars, which should be two free wins for pretty much anybody in the league. Yeah, uh, do you have the Steelers winning this game or losing this game? Um, honestly, I think it's probably a toss-up, but I lean towards the Steelers taking this one up. I don't know if we talked about it uh, about Buffalo. I had the Steelers losing to Buffalo actually in Buffalo. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, didn't we lose them last year? Uh, they lost to him at home. Yeah. So yeah, but that was again quarterback situation. You never really know. Yeah. All right. And that wraps up the season to week 17, unless there's something else you want to talk about, Indianapolis? Uh, no, not really. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I cannot be overstated enough is that I think our win condition is solely based on what quarterback we have at the at, uh, at the job. I just I want to see Ben all year, but I who's to say that we're going to be at week 16 and have him under center? Uh, we talked about it a few weeks ago. When was the last time Ben played a full season? I th- it might have only been like three years ago or something, but it feels like every year he comes up with at least one injury that shouldn't happen, and he has to sit out a game or two. This honestly, like this sitting out might end up being a good thing for him, because who's to say that he's... I don't think he's had a, a season where he's been just like completely healthy coming in. And I mean... If he can have like the entire last season and then the off season this year to heal and you know start working on what he needs to, I mean, who's to say he's not going to come in fresher than he's come in for the past three plus years? I, I mean, he's always someone that didn't like training camp. He seemed to goof around in training camp, which because he knew he was he was the the quarterback. <laughs> yeah, he was the guy. Uh, yeah, I think it just comes down to if we stay healthy, if the Steelers, I don't want to say we because I don't play for them, but if they stay healthy. Um, yeah. 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 The final game here against Cleveland and a couple wrap-up notes. Just The first time they the go-around, I didn't mention this is their third head coach in as many seasons. Mm-hmm. Maybe we kind of talked about it a little bit there. Yeah, Kevin Stefanski is his name, offensive coordinator from the Vikings. We caught Tomlin from the Vikings, didn't we? He was their defensive coordinator. It might work out for them. You never know. Mayfield's line has improved. His wide receiver and running backs improved. But I wonder how many commercials he's going to get at Hulu this year. I don't actually see commercials because you block origin. But <laughs> moving on anyway. <laughs> All right. So we got everyone. Uh, this is week 17. The Steelers, I mean, hopefully are in a position to not allow their starters to play this game. To be ideal. <laughs> because, yeah, in Cleveland, I actually have the Steelers losing this game under the pretense that none of their starters are playing. 
we choose not to have the perfect season. Yes. Yeah, they they decided to lose one game so they don't have to lose any other the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. That's that's what's going to happen with this one. So Again, Vegas over-under for Cleveland is 8.5. I think that's high. I think anybody to watch in this game is someone on a contract year trying to come out, like James Conner, uh, trying to come out and, you mm. know, prove that he deserves a big contract. Contract. Um, Mike Hilton is another name we didn't mention very often, but he's on a contract year this year, I believe. Either way, I have the Steelers finishing this season at 11-5, and five, probably matching them up with... Uh, well, they would be in a wild card because Baltimore, because Baltimore won the division. Yeah, Baltimore more than likely is going to win out again. Oh, this year I forgot the there's a more wild card games or more wild card teams in the NFL this year. Yeah, they're expanding the playoffs, I believe. Yeah, because uh, it's the new CBA. Something about the new CBA, I think that was a. Uh... Well, weren't they talking about adding a game? Yeah, so there's two. Well, so normally there's only like four wild card games. There's two extra ones now. So instead of six teams making it, seven teams make it. Interesting. I kind of like that. I don't know. Just like a bigger, bigger. Uh... If this is the case last year, the Steelers wow. make the playoffs at eight and eight led by Duck. Let's see. I'm thinking they would have went to go on to play the Patriots, I assume. And judging by the, I think it was week one, we played the Patriots and just got absolutely stomped on. So. Yeah, so I I'm assuming that's how it goes. I'm assuming the top two teams still have a bye. Mm, I more than likely. Oh wait, no, only only the top team gets a first <laughs> round bye anymore. Oh, sure. Four division winners get the top four seeds, and then only the first gets a first round bye. So last year the Chiefs would have got the first round bye, and the Steelers coming in at team seven would have had to go or the Ravens, excuse me, first round by, and the Steelers would have had to go to Kansas City and get the doors blown <laughs> off of them by the Chiefs. What was it a couple of, you mentioned the Chiefs, uh, a couple of years ago, what was it? The, it was like the AFC, it was that year that the, the Patriots won uh, the Super Bowl that year. It was like between them and uh, the Chiefs and the Patriots. And I just remember thinking that entire game, uh, as soon as they went into overtime, that it really just depended on who got the ball first because Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs could have won a Super Bowl that year too, I think. It was just like sheer fate that the Patriots got the coin toss and got the ball first. I think maybe what I'm thinking of is uh, 2018. Because it ended up going into overtime, the champ, yeah, the a- AFC Championship highlights in 2018 is the game that comes to mind. It was Brady v. v. Uh, Pat Mahomes, and I just remember thinking in that game that it really just came down to the coin toss because it ended up going into OT, if I remember correctly, and uh, Patriots won the toss. So I don't know. It just to me, it's always seemed like that year the Chiefs could have won another. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, I just kind of. Once the Steelers lose, I just kind of tune out the entire year and don't pay attention. That's when, oh, the Rams Super Bowl, that's what it was. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. but it was Pats v. Rams and the Pats. Just... It's going to be interesting, though. Just You mentioned the Rams uh, about how they're going to be on Hard Knocks this year. Is there going to be a Hard Knocks this year? Yeah, that's another thing. It's hard to imagine <laughs> they're going to bring in a camera crew into locker rooms or if they're going to allow that. I don't think they will especially un- unneeded people and stuff. There's just little to no way that 
with the COVID nineteen stuff that yeah. they're just gonna bring in people that don't need to be there. I don't see that happening. Um, let's see. Yeah, so wildcard weekend instead of four games, there's now gonna be six. That's cool. Four games. Yeah. I dig that. More football is better football. The twenty twenty one season is when the regular season gets increased to seventeen games. I'm surprised that that happened, honestly. The players are always worried about getting injured and then I mean, very valid concerns, too. That They took off a preseason game, added it to the regular oh, season. Okay. That's fair. So it means there's gonna only going to be three preseasons, then? That's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's fair. I like that. But who knows what we change after this year. Everything can change. Uh, coronavirus run rampant. You never really know what's going to happen any yeah. given day. And I'm sure the NFL, if they have a down year in profits, then this could all change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Is there anything else you want to touch on here? Um, oh, yeah. One thing. Did you see um, it's not really that big of a deal, but about Bud Dupree filing a grievance, trying to get paid as a defensive end instead of a linebacker? I did see that. He'll get like, uh, what, $2.46 million more dollars or something? So not like that big of a deal. No, but eh, whatever. Yeah. I can't fault a guy for wanting to get paid. No, I mean, sure. Yeah, go out and get your money. I agree. I think that was my biggest thing with, uh, sorry, I keep interrupting you. Uh, That biggest thing with Lev Bell was, uh, I really had no no issues with him just simply because he just wanted to get his money and I really can't blame him because how running backs get uh, get beaten into the ground and then they're uh, out of the league by like 30. What is average career of a running back of like a good running back is like four years, but mm. an average NFL career is like one year or something like that. Yeah, something like that. And the Steelers have been lucky; they've had consistent players for pretty much all of our adult lives. Mm. Yeah, guaranteed all of our adult lives. Very spoiled. Um. Yeah, we talked about. I'm not sure there's fans in the seats this year. I hope, but. I choose safety over. It's gonna be hard for me to go to a game. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of in agreement. Uh, just the whole social distancing thing. There's really not a good way to do it because uh, I know when I get out and uh, get excited over seeing my my team, man, I uh, I yell pretty loud and there's I who knows what's coming out of my mouth. Yeah, I I feel like every time I go to a game and like that's when I like get sick the next day or the next two days or something, mm-hmm. and I don't. Who was it? Uh, one of the NFL teams or someone, some team, oh, Baltimore, they already said that if there are fans in seats, they're only allowing 14,000 fans in. Their stadium mm-hmm. can hold like 70,000 or something like that. Yeah, which is a lot more responsible if they do indeed do that. But it's funny you mentioned that. It just makes me think of, uh, like anybody that goes to like Comic-Cons, definitely makes you think of uh, Con Crud as touching a lot of the stuff that everybody else is touching. You know, it's... A lot of people come away from Comic Cons and stuff sicker than what they went in. Uh, the more we talk about it, the more I do not see fans being in fans being in seats. No, um, I really don't see it. Anything else around the end? vaccine. Yep, I'm gonna double check here the, the Twitter, see if there's anything else going on in the NFL that we missed. Uh, then we'll talk a little baseball, a little hockey, not a lot. Uh, let's see here. Oh, Deshaun Watson's coming out with a book. So there's that. Interesting. Yeah. Called Pass It On, Work Hard, Serve Others, Repeat. 
by Deshaun Watson. Uh, <laughs> cool, I guess. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, the Browns signed their third round pick. Doesn't matter. Uh, rumors about the Eagles making a big signing or something. We're not going to talk about Deshaun Jackson at all. We're not even dabbling in that. Good on uh, Zach Banner, though. I'm not sure if anybody saw him come out and uh, talk about, you know, he was pretty emotional. Good, good on him, man. Love Zach Banner. He is going to be a um, a fan favorite, even if he doesn't yeah. become a starter. Love he has the Banner. character, the personality. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Looking through Twitter, I don't really see anything that uh, interesting to talk about. The I just saw the Red Wolves, a former former and current uh, Washington players, endorse Red Wolves for the cool. team's new name. I don't. Yeah. So uh, I think we'll probably talk about it in a wrap up, but I think we're going to do this every week or so right now, depending on our schedules. Yeah, that sounds like fun. I have nothing to do. I don't know what we're going to talk about. We'll figure it out. Um, okay, so I'm going to pull up some hockey news here. Uh, where should we talk baseball than hockey? Where should we oh, whatever you're feeling, man. Uh, I'm pretty. We'll talk about it. I mean, uh, the NHL is set to come back August 1st. Uh, they're said to run a March Madness style, as the rumors right now is. Uh, so the hub cities have been chosen as Toronto and Edmonton. Definitely is in Florida. No, yeah, not Florida. Uh, Pittsburgh was one of them, but they were knocked out earlier in the running. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a Canadian sport. You got to imagine they're going to put it somewhere in Canada. And Canada has uh, a lot of coronavirus under control. I just come out and say it. They have it primarily under control. <laughs> um, oh, so the, the games, from what I've heard, are going to be like... Pretty much 12 p.m. until 10 p.m. There's going to be a game going on, and, and like with like an hour or two break in between. So you're just going to be able to sit down, grab your beverage of choice, order a pizza, watch hockey all day long. Sounds. Good. I don't. <laughs> that's fine with me. I mean, unless you work a nine to five, then you're just a little bit screwed. Well, you see, luckily for me, I don't right now. Please, somebody give me a job. Uh, <laughs> anyway, the Penguins open up. Okay, so this is how it goes. I'm not sure if you've been following along. There's a play-in stage, and then you get right into the playoffs. So the first play-in stage is a five-game series. So first one to three uh, wins the series. It's Penguins and Canadiens. Uh, the Canadiens aren't good, have no right should be have no right being here should uh be a pretty easy win for us especially with who we have on our team these days the penguins should win in three they get jake gensel back i believe uh they'll probably that's definitely one good thing about all this going down is that you know like he can come back and be completely healthy i mean it got uh john marino back too likely yeah so that's great. Good i don't for all see these. any way the Penguins lose this uh, play-in stage to the Canadiens, who had like nine regular, uh, regular season, regular time wins. But things happen. Crazy year. Um, Carey Price could get hot for the Canadiens. You never know. He's a great love Carey Price. Yeah, he is incredible. Uh, what 
what goalie do the Pens go with? Do they go with Jari or do they go with Matt Murray? You uh, never really, I don't remember. Let's see, the last game was what, March 15th? So it's been four months almost. Have these players been staying in shape? Has any of this, this is just, it's going to be exciting one way or the other. Yeah, no doubt. I'm generally of the opinion that you can't go wrong with either. They're both pretty consistent goalies. I mean, Matt Murray's been a little down, but at the same time, it's nothing to be that worried about. That's another thing uh, we could talk about next week or so. One of these goalies are going to have to go. I mean, both are going to want money, of course, because Matt Murray is a two-time Stanley Cup winning goalie. He's going to want a decent chunk of change, Mm -hmm. you have to imagine. Uh, Tristan Jari a former third round pick, I believe, but he has lived up to it. Um, I think last I remember, if the Penguins win this play-in series, they play Washington. Or it's either Washington or Philly round one. So then... That'd be a great match. Yeah, you go right into a five-round game or a five-game series, back into the seven-game series in your normal Stanley Cup playoffs. With uh, three rounds and then the finals, I haven't uh, been keeping up on hockey a lot lately, so I'll have to research more before we talk like more in depth about it. We just wanted to touch, just really yeah. wanted to touch on it before before we end this. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much in the same boat. I uh, I kind of fell away from it a little bit. I guess it's just been hard uh, working jobs and uh, and keeping up. And I don't have cable at my house right now, so it's a little bit difficult to watch games. Yeah, you work for people that don't know. You work two jobs, uh, yes. a lot of hours, both both places. Um, it's at a movie theater though, so I'm uh, I'm pretty opened yeah. up right now. So and uh, I just moved and <laughs> lost my job. Uh, so I don't really have, I have all the time in the world. I could do this every day for all I care. Yeah. Might just do it. Um, anyway, yeah, I might actually. Um, I'll talk more about streaming and stuff later. I do want to get back into that. We'll talk about that in outro. All right, so baseball, the Pirates, uh, they'll be playing 60 games this season instead of the normal 162 last year they finished like or not finished after the first half of the season which is where we would be at now they finished at like uh two and a half Mm. three and a half games out of first place i still don't think they're going to be very good i mean their starting pitching isn't is is okay that's what their pitching is supposed to be what runs the team uh they're they're okay i mean they lost chris archer to the season they lost jameson tyone for the season they no one has opted out yet as of I mean a couple players for the Pirates have, but nobody of note. Josh Bell needs to show up big time for these pirates to win. But if Josh Bell shows up big time, he goes bye-bye because he's going to want a ridiculous amount of money. And anything or if anybody knows anything about Pittsburgh baseball is that you don't get large amounts of no, money. In I mean, McCutcheon was lucky to get what he got. So and that's someone that I wish would come back. Just out of nostalgia, he was. Yeah, I remember in the last. Yeah, I think it was like 2000, 2009, his debut. But I remember coming home from school just it was a Thursday, just to watch him debut. Um, so many times, hmm. just touch is just incredible. I mean, I would I wanted nothing more than him to retire as a pirate, but. Uh, yeah, there's not a lot honestly. to talk about baseball right now. They start back uh, July 24th, I believe. So 
12 days from today that's great honestly i like i said it's it's hard to like i just want to be like a selfish person it's, it's kind of human nature in a way but like it would be just so nice to have sports back on tv just have something to watch but uh you know i'm excited that for made it me no think, okay so they're supposed to start 12 days from now you never know what's going to happen um it'll yeah. be nice to have sports Honestly. back you're right uh i don't know how long they're going to be back for but we'll cross that bridge when we come to it um i'm not really sure there's not much else going on baseball right now basketball will be back soon too they're in their bubble in orlando some players came out and said it's all right some players came out and said uh this is like a motel six <laughs> uh i forget who it said but the actual words oh rajon rondo he came out and said i feel like i'm staying at a motel six. Oh. Wow, that's uh yeah. Damn. So uh, that about does it for sports news right now. Next week will be a lot more interesting. But hey, the Penguins can make a run. In baseball, any team that gets hot can make a run at this point. Uh mm. we could have a year where all three the Penguins, Pirates, Steelers make their respective playoffs. Um be great, honestly. Of course, the Penguins the most likely to do so because you just have to you have to talents there yeah and the the steelers as we talked about they should should <laughs> uh sure. the pirates i mean they could finish like 40 and 20 or they could finish 1 and 59 and i'd be surprised nowhere in between <laughs> well somebody was saying too that like baseball gets a lot more interesting simply because of the amount of games that they're playing like teams really can't afford to have that bad of a week as if they lose like four or five games on a week or something say they just go on a real cold streak i mean whoever's behind or ahead of them in the division really takes a significant lead i know like in baseball sundays are more often than not you play a night game saturday into a day game sunday so you play most of your backups Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm not sure we're going to see teams doing that a lot this year. There's going to be some players that play all 60 games. And uh, I and don't the, know if it's going to be good or bad. And then coaches, they also have to worry about their bullpen. Like, who are they going to start? Who do they got to rest? I mean, there's obviously going to be a lot more demand for pitching. And you got to imagine that they got to start tired pitchers or pitchers that might not be ready. It's really going to come down to coaching, I think, and their their part that they can uh, set up their team for success in regards to pitching. Yeah, that's another thing is teams... I mean, first off, you're playing l less than half of your season. Like, uh, you're playing 20 games less than your actual halfway point. Uh, so say a pitcher does get shelled in two or three innings, you pull him, can he start two days later because he only threw... 50 pitches like yeah. do you want them to start two games later like yeah it's gonna have I, yeah, to the, man, the manager is going to be a big point or a big part of uh and then of course injuries always come into play mm -hmm. always um gotta imagine it's gonna be more yeah i i'm i haven't looked at the actual schedule yet but the rumblings i heard was they're playing 60 games in 66 days so Which in the next absurd <laughs> Yeah, in the next two months of baseball, they have six days off. You get three days off a month. So for every month you play, you get one weekend, essentially. That's, I can't, I, 
there's going to be a lot of wear and tear. This is going to be an interesting baseball season. Yeah. Um, another thing I'm, I saw the other day, I just noticed because a clip popped up on my timeline here. Um, they're not allowed to reuse baseballs <laughs> after like every out or whatever. They have to switch out baseballs. That's... Because there was, yeah, that's like bizarre. I mean, they always did switch out balls pretty pretty quickly, but that's very quickly. Yeah, I as the video was of Garrett Cole, former Pittsburgh Pirate, uh, now with the Yankees. He was on a roll with one baseball, and he he likes to feel the ball, so he wants to keep using that one. And then when one of his players like grounded out or something, the umpire said, "Yeah, we have to change balls now." Uh, and Garrett Cole didn't want to give it up. He said, "I like the way this." expletive ball feels or something along those lines but he had to switch out the ball very next batter he gives up a home run yeah Yeah. so i mean everything's changing everything is changing everything is going to be very very confusing for the next six months of the year probably yeah this has uh been therapeutic Took my mind off of things for the past three hours. I am Josh Soliday. Um, I doubt you want to look me up, but maybe if you want to, I believe my Twitter handle is Josh Wants Cake. Uh, don't ask me why it's that. I, I think I just want some cake. So, all right. My name is Brad Divins. This is the Three Rivers Sports Podcast. For now, we might be like the uh, Washington football team rename, but not for the same reason. Of course not. Uh, my Twitter handle. Washington whatevers. My Twitter handle is at Snivid, S-N-I-V-I-D. You can find me there, or you can find me at Snivids, S-N-I-V-I-D-S live. That's for my Twitch streams, my online media accounts. You can find me twitch.tv slash Snivids as well. Anyway, thanks for joining me. This has been a blast. I really hope we get to do this every week. See you next week.